Hello and welcome. I am Brandon. Tanner and Ben are here with me. This is Beyond the Neutral Zone. And I did not do that intro the way I wanted to. I was going to say, <laughs> that wasn't that, anything like what you talked about. What, what I meant to say was, hello and welcome. I am Brandon. Tanner and Ben are here with me. We are going to take you beyond the neutral zone. That's what I wanted to say. That so, sounds good. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Anyway, so that's what I meant to say. Ignore the first 10 seconds of this episode. I could edit it out, but I won't do that. Anyway, all right, moving on. Today, we're going to have our reactions from the past weekend, mostly involving sport, uh, mostly involving football. Um, I will venture outside of football a little bit. Um, and we're going to do our most uh, impressed with, most disappointed in, and other things that we noticed. And I think we're going to start it off with what we were most disappointed in this week, because I'm going to go ahead and let Tanner get some stuff off his chest right off the bat today. So, Tanner... What were you most disappointed in? I mean, there's really nothing to get off my chest. I mean, I'm just... You have to speak up a little bit. So there's really nothing to get off my chest. Like, I'm just, you know... The Titans traded Kevin Byard for... Um, I can't remember what his freaking name is. Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, thank you. Terrell, Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, a bag of peanuts. And a fifth and sixth round... Uh, pick in the 2024. You're going to have to speak up, Tanner. Come on now. <laughs> um, He's going to throw that ball. They got Trill Edmonds <laughs> and they got a Relax. fifth and sixth. Relax. But I just want to make sure people are, are hearing us, bro. You got a fifth and sixth round pick. I don't understand it. Um, You know, I, I just I have a lot I want to say about it, but I don't really feel like that's smart right now, honestly. But, um, you know, I uh, feel like a fifth and sixth round pick for arguably the best safety in the entire NFL is complete, is just atrocious. And I mean, you pretty much got somebody that the Steelers didn't want released and Eagles picked up on a one-year deal and a fifth and sixth round draft pick. Like... I, I just, I don't understand. I do not understand what the Titans are doing. I just don't, like, I understand that's really the only person that you can trade you any draft capital for, but you literally got a fifth and sixth round pick. Please tell me who you're going to draft in the fifth and sixth round that's going to take the place of arguably the best safety in the entire NFL. Like, I, I just don't understand it. And then another part of me thinks that we just that we just gave up on the season way too soon. I'm the only Titans fan that's going to say that, but we gave up on this year way too soon, and it really pisses me off. One, because this would have never happened if Ryan Tannehill would not have got injured, okay? So we strapped ourselves to Ryan Tannehill, who I've been saying literally since 2019 is not the guy, but we gave him a massive contract. We literally tied ourselves to him. This is the best defense that we've had, arguably, and if you take Oh, I don't even want to say his freaking name. If you take the moron that plays the quarterback position, that's already cost us two opportunities to win games this year. If you take him off, we have a top five defense, especially top five defensive line. Like, I just, you know, Traylon Burks has been out literally 
for the past three games. I don't know what's going on with him. That's a whole nother thing. I guess the Titans are just going to be the team that get franchise players, literally star players, decide they don't want them because they don't want to pay him and just release them, which I know that's not what we've done with Kevin Byard, but we literally went through this exact same situation with A.J. Brown two years ago, and if I'm not in the exact same situation, like, What's the outcome here, Titans? Please tell me what your end goal is here, okay? Because the only way that this decision is going to make any sense is to blow your entire roster up. But it's not going to be the roster you blow up. It's going to be one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. That's your only option. Because you've traded Kevin Byard. The only other person that you're going to have to trade to get any draft capital is going to be Jeffrey Simmons, you're going to have to get off either Jeffrey Simmons or Harold Landry. Harold Landry is coming off an ACL. I don't know how much draft capital you're going to get off him because he hasn't looked like the Harold Landry he has in the past. So your only other option is to blow up your defense, which has been your highlight. So we're lit like, I, I just, I don't understand the end game here. We, we, ha and, and you're blowing up your entire roster in six games. Please tell me what were the Jacksonville Jaguars record? in the first six games last year, I'm pretty sure they weren't even 500, okay? Not saying that's going to be the Titans. I'm not saying the Titans are going to go on some stupid run, get a wild card spot. I'm not saying that. But we're six games in the season. Calm down, bro. We could easily be 4-2 and two instead of 2-4. and four. And that's my entire thing, that it's like, I legitimately feel like I'm the only person that has any common sense when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. Everybody else thinks they're dog shit, okay? We are literally, we are just, just, oh my God. We could have easily won the Saints game, okay, if it wasn't for that penalty, if it wasn't for that that just absolutely idiotic referee I'm I'm just I'm not even gonna get I'm not even gonna get into that, okay? Yes, that was a highlight. No, that's not why we lost the game. But Christian freaking Fulton with a stupid I'm just we could so easily be four and two if I'm not saying he lost us the game, but he kept us from getting an opportunity to get our offense back on the field and try to make a game winning drive out of it. Like we have blown this season up way too fast. Way too fast, in my personal opinion. Okay? Is a high ankle sprain from Ryan Tannehill, is that a big deal? Yes, that is a very big deal. Okay? But you're not even giving Will Levis one game with everybody on the field before you're blowing this roster up. Like, I I'm just, I am so, I have, I, I legitimately don't think I've been more at a loss. I was not even more at a loss when we traded A.J. Brown. Like, this just makes absolutely no sense to me because you literally get a safety that the Steelers didn't want and the Eagles drafted or picked up on a one-year contract and a fifth and sixth round for the one of the greatest safeties in the entire NFL. What are you going to get with the fifth, a fifth and sixth round draft pick? Your only other option, Titans, is to blow your entire defense up. I would have been, I would have felt better if we would have traded Derrick Henry instead of Kevin Byer. I'm being dead serious about saying that too. Derrick Henry is one year younger than Kevin Byer is. Derrick Henry is on, is coming up on the end of his prime. Kevin Byer is still in his prime. 
okay? And don't give me he wouldn't be with the Titans next year. Don't give me that, okay? I do not, I believe Kevin Byard would still be a Titan next year. I 100% believe that, is okay? This, is this the last year of his contract? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. I, 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 think, I think he may have signed with the Titans again. Um, it... But I, I want to respond to a lot of the stuff that you just said. I'm going to try to remember different segments of things that you just said. But a lot of it I agree with. There's a couple of things that I disagree with. So number one is the comparison to the Jaguars last year. The The main difference between the Jaguars last year and the Titans this year is the Jaguars had already restarted their rebuilding process. They had already done that. The Titans haven't done that yet. So... They have the option of starting to do that now if they want to, which it looks like is what they're doing. The Jaguars had already done that. When they drafted Trevor Lawrence, that was the build. They started the build there. So they, they're they going at least four or five years with him before they ever decide to rebuild again. Really quick, you're not – and the, the only reason that I'm cutting you off is we're, we're on two different thought processes when I said that. I said the Jacksonville thing because it's all about when you peak. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's about the peak. Like – you're literally Jacksonville. The Titans led the AFC South all last year until the end when Jacksonville peaked. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like right. we blown this up before we even had the opportunity. Hey, Trailing Burks hasn't played in three games, bro. Peter Skaronski just came back against the Ravens. No, not the Ravens. It was the game before. Peter Skaronski has only been back two games, bro. Right. Calm down. I, I yeah, yeah sorry, I, I understand ahead. that. What I'm saying is, the, even though the Jaguars, you're right, they it was a, it's all about the when you peak. The Jaguars did not expect that peak in the second half. They didn't expect they were going to be that good. The reason why they didn't rebuild everything is because they already rebuilt. If they hadn't have already rebuilt, they would they probably would have sold some stuff off last year. They started off so bad. That's what I'm saying. So like. If if they were if their quarterback position was similar to the way the Titans is now, they probably would have sold some stuff off earlier last year. But because they had their quarterback, they didn't sell those stuff off, even though they started poorly. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of the other stuff I agree with you on. One, the biggest thing here that I cannot wrap my mind around is what they got in return for Kevin Byard. Uh, I I understand I understand selling him off. I get I get it. If they wanted. Now, I don't think they can sell off Jeffrey Simmons or Harold Land. They're too young. You can't be selling those pieces. You gotta you gotta hold on to those guys for the future build. You can't but I understand selling off Kevin Byard. I get it. Um do, by the way, is Bud Dupree is he still on the defense? Mm -hmm. No? Oh, okay. Where'd he go? Is he even in the NFL? He released him. Okay, well then never mind. Anyway, so I understand selling Kevin Byard. I think he's with Cleveland though. But to get what they got for him is a joke. Like it you they basically got nothing. Like you, they basically gave him away and sold off his salary and basically got nothing in return. That's basically what happened. Because fifth and sixth round, the hit rate on those guys is got to be like two percent. Like it's it's so incredibly rare for them to actually be a starting NFL player in the, from the fifth and sixth round. Like it's not going to happen. Um, so it, it, and what I'm about to say, some people may think is crazy. So the reason why you weren't as upset about the AJ Brown trade, at least they got a first round pick in return. It still probably wasn't enough. But they got a first-round pick, okay? So they got a good a good price for, to get him back, to, to give him up. They got nothing for Kevin Byard. And what I'm about to say may sound crazy to some people. Kevin Byard 
is as good of a safety as A.J. Brown is a receiver. 1,000%. And that is not crazy. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. And that people legit. that don't pay attention to the Titans may not know that. He is that good. Kevin Byard, I legitimately, and I've tried to say arguably to not piss anybody off, I genuinely believe he is the best safety in the NFL. He might be. I, I really think he is. He's had, just since 2016, he's had 27 interceptions with the Titans. That's too shy of a record. Yeah. If, like, if you want to specifically say best coverage safety in the NFL, I would agree with you there. I think he is the best coverage safety in the NFL, and he's no slouch whenever it comes to tackling either. So yeah. he is. It's just I don't I don't understand what is so frustrating to me about this. Okay, is like one I, I still I still think that we blew this up way too soon. Okay, I'm sorry, but like if we're tanking. Okay, if we're, it, it, this is another thing. And y'all are going to think I'm crazy for this. This isn't even the right way to tank, bro. Like, this, you may think I'm crazy for the, and, and like, I, I can't think of any other way to like line this out without just saying it. Okay, like, we're in the beginning stages of tanking. This team is too good to tank, bro. Like, how are you going to tank with this team? Like even trading away, even trading away Kevin Byard. Like you still have a a top five defensive. You, I'm yeah. sorry, this defense is still the Kevin By like Kevin Byard hurts, but you're still too good to be considered a take team. You're telling me that you think the Titans are worse than the Broncos? They're worse than the Bears? They're worse than, like, maybe they're, no, there's no way. I, I mean, I, I don't, like, the only way this makes any sense is if you just completely blow this entire roster up. Trade Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, you know, don't, like, you trade everybody. But I am so against that. I am just, I cannot even put into words how much I'm against that. You cannot trade the pieces away. I didn't even want us trading Kevin freaking Byard, okay? You cannot trade the pieces away that you're going to have to trade away to get legitimate yeah. draft pieces. Like, like I was you saying. Can't, we, have, we have cuffed ourselves. We yeah. have literally, like this, this, and especially what we got for Kevin Byard, we have absolutely handcuffed ourselves because there's yeah. nothing we can do here. Yeah. We handcuffed ourselves from Ryan Tannehill in 2019, and in my opinion, it all stems from that. I don't. I don't. It I still don't think that. the Ryan Tannehill signing was a handcuff. That was a team friendly deal. It wasn't like they were paying him top ten money. Like, like he, they had a pretty good deal for that. We had to restructure a lot of contracts. Well, yeah, because, because of his contract. Anytime you pay any quarterback, he's that's not even. True. And I still don't think he's worth what we paid him. Like he was making, tw I think he was making around twenty-seven to thirty million a year. I think Ryan Tannehill is not worth the time. You, know, you do have to admit this. At that time, the Titans, the whole organization was built for a Super Bowl run. At that time, right? They had to have a quarterback, and they had no better options than Ryan Tannehill at that time. And they would, they, give you that. they had to make a run at the Super Bowl then. So he was the only option, man. Like, yeah, you have to admit that. Like, they, they were gunning for the Super Bowl and they went for it. And Ryan, you're right. Ryan Tannehill let them down, but he was their only chance. He was the only shot. So, but move, 
well, I forgot what I was going to say now about the Kevin Byer trade, but I don't understand. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say now. You were talking about the tanking thing. I think it depends on what your definition of tanking is. When people typically talk about tanking, they're talking about a team that's going for a top three to top five draft pick. Okay? And in the NFL, if you're going for one of those picks, that means you're going for one of those best quarterbacks. The Titans, I don't think they're drafting one of those best quarterbacks this year. I don't think they are. If they end up with the fifth pick, I don't think if Drake May's there, I don't think they're taking Drake May. Because they're just they're not going to know the answer with Will Levis yet. So what the kind of tanking that the Titans hope I think are doing is they're just preparing for next season in general. They're like, hey, if this guy's not going to help us next year, if he's not going to help us next year, let's go ahead and dump him. All right. So like you said, they had they would have an opportunity to try to re-sign Kevin Byard, but maybe not. I don't know. But if they think that that guy may not help them next year, especially older players that are above thirty years old. I get it. Kevin Byers rotted right thirty. Okay, yeah, he he's borderline. But even with even with me understanding that, even with me getting that, I, I understand all of that. You've got to get more in return than what they got for Kevin Byers. You you, in my mind, in my mind, I think he's worth a first round pick. I, I'm not even kidding. At the bare minimum, a second round pick. To not at to like bare minimum to not at least. Get a third round pick is inexcusable. Yes, I completely agree. It with is you. inexcusable. If if if, the, if this like, if this news had popped up today and said the Titans received a third round pick for Kevin Byard, I would have been like, "What? Come on, you all could have done better than that." That that would have been my response if they got a third round pick. That's what I would have responded with. So what they did, what they got back is inexcusable. I don't know what's going on with the Titans and the Eagles. Some people need to start investigating some stuff real quick because the Titans look like they're giving the Eagles championship. It's not even, honestly, like, like I'm not legitimately, and I, I'm being dead serious when I say this. I'm not even butthurt that he was traded to the Eagles. In a way, I'm happy for the Eagles because I want to see Jalen get a ring. Yeah. I want to see, As an Alabama fan, I want to see Jalen, Devontae, I want to see all those guys get a ring. Okay? But on the flip side of that, it's the fact that it was Kevin Byard. Like you, do you like just just he has just to. imagine. Like you, do you guys? And like I know people listening. You guys may not understand this, okay? But Kevin Byard, in my like I said, arguably best safety in the NFL. Do you guys legitimately not think that AJ Brown, you can make an argument for him being a top five receiver in oh, the NFL? Yeah, yeah you can. So that means that we have traded two top five position players in the NFL in three years. Yeah, yeah. How do you let that happen? I, I am sorry. Like, you don't. And even, even your argument, even your argument that you made earlier about. You know, trying to trying to look toward next season. You're seriously telling me that you don't think that Kevin Byard can help you next season? It's not guaranteed. It is inexcusable, Titans. Right. It's not guaranteed you'd resign him. Is what I'm saying. It's possible get Kevin Byard's probably going to go championship hunting at the end of this year. If he, that's probably what he would do. So he's probably not going to resign with the Titans. Although it's possible. It, it. I would say more than likely he wasn't going to resign with them. So. I do want to say this, though. It's it's unfortunate. Kevin Byard, since he's been with the Tennessee Titans, has been an ex- like he has been a persona, like a, a perfect persona of what it means to be a Tennessee Titan. Like 
he's perfectly like represented who they are. And so it really stinks that they lost him. I, I do want to point this out, Tanner. I, 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 I want to ask you this. So the A.J. Brown trade was John Robinson. This trade's a different GM. I can't remember his name. Which which one's worse? Is it John Robinson's trade or is it this trade? Because I, I don't think it's even debatable. They're both bad. I don't like this one. You got nothing in return. You got nothing. They're both they're both bad. Okay, AJ Brown. I I can I can sit. Okay, I personally I personally consider the AJ Brown trade worse. Oh, wow. And here's why. Okay, here's here's why. Okay, because. To me, one, it was so out of the blue, which this one was out of the blue too, but they were hearing rumblings. I've been hearing rumblings of this the past couple of days. I'm not going to lie. I laughed at it the first time I heard. I legitimately laughed at it because I'm like, there's no way it happens. Okay? Right. You legitimately, you traded away a top five playmaker. Like, I just I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like I, I feel like after seeing what AJ Brown has done in Philly, and especially I don't even know because even even saying that, I mean Kevin Byard is a multi-time Pro Bowler. Like the AJ Brown one was worse. I I think that AJ Brown one was worse. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just numb right now. Like I can't. You I mean, legit. I I think I I think that AJ Brown one was worse. AJ Brown was what 24 when when yeah. I mean he AJ Brown worse. AJ yeah. Brown was 20. He was a more and, valuable piece. But you will have to remember and, that at the uh, time dude, AJ Brown was asking to be paid higher than any receiver in NFL history. Okay, that's what he was. Uh, you to pay AJ Brown. I will okay. stay on this. It's, you pay okay. AJ Brown. It's hard to build I'm a roster sorry. after that. Bro. Another thing, it's working for the Eagles right now, bro. Rookie contract quarterback. The SCL. Titans are about to have a rookie contract quarterback. Anyway, no, they pay Jalen this offseason. No, it starts next season. Like the the non rookie contract mm-hmm. stuff starts next season. The reason the AJ Brown trade was worse is because AJ Brown was younger, and yes, were you going to be able to re-sign him? That was completely up to the team whether they wanted to resign him. They chose not to resign him. So that's so who, on the team. About? AJ Brown. They chose not to resign well, him. They had a whole other year. They they still had a whole year to decide on that. I know, but they they decided instead of dealing with him and trying to resign yeah. him, we're just not even going to negotiate. They weren't going to. They were not going to pay him the highest receiver. They were like, we just might as well get a first round pick instead. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then they used that pick on Traylon Burks, who. I think is bad. I still am not buying the trailer. You can't. You, when, you when, can't. Whatever sense if he's good or bad because he's never on the field. The, the games that's even worse. The <laughs> games that he has played, he's looked awesome. He's looked really, really good. But if you actually get to see he, him on he's the field, o- he's only played. He's like this is his second year, right? He's only yeah. played in three or four, like three or four whole games. And those three or four whole games, he's looked great. But he and that's even more alarming to me. And one reason that it makes the AJ Brown trade worse is you yeah. got somebody that you don't even well, like. At the time, he's never on the field. Well, like, what what has he done? At that time, AJ Brown was injury prone as well. Although, since he's ever since he's been with the Eagles, he hasn't gotten hurt like ever. And so the thing with which is another conversation. The thing with the AJ Brown trade, yeah, they got a first round pick out of it. 
They basically traded AJ Brown for Traylon Burks. No, but they, they basically got, that's what they that, did. They, 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 they got yeah. a few extra pick swaps here and there yeah. that moved them up a little bit. But they traded AJ Brown for Traylon Burks. Yeah, that's that's at weird. least with Kevin Byard, they're at least getting a fifth and sixth round pick, and they got a throw at no, of it. Traylon Burks is better than a fifth and sixth round pick. No, yes, he's not. Yes, it is. No, it, it was no, the number. That's 16, what I'm saying. It dude. was the number sixteen overall pick. It's be, way they better literally than traded AJ Brown. Straight up for Traylon Burks. Yeah. At least with Kevin Byard, you have a chance of drafting someone good rather you than don't have Traylon a Burks. They got, I just, yeah, I, they I, was I the legit. number 16 overall pick versus a fifth and sixth. That's not even debatable. And they drafted a bust. Okay, then that's... Traylon Burks is not good. We don't know bro. if he's a bust yet or not, oh, but even my. if he is a bust, the fifth and sixth rounders, they're not going to contribute. They're not going to be starting another, players. Another reason is because receivers are 20 thousand more times valuable than safeties are. I understand that Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in the league, but A.J. Brown was also one of the best receivers in the league, and receivers are 20,000 more times more valuable. The only thing that you can even... And Kevin Byard is so much older. The the only reason that you can even use a fifth and sixth round pick in this situation, which... You could drop a great receiver hard. in the fifth or sixth I, round. I wasn't. You can maybe. Hard. You can maybe hit on something, and that's a that is a big maybe. You can have, but you can maybe trade. use that to trade up. But I don't even understand how you use that to trade up. Like I, I just yeah. don't. Like I just I don't. For Kevin Byard, to, like I I don't know if I I just I'm I'm sorry. It's hard for me to get behind Terrell Edmonds when. Pittsburgh didn't want him, and he couldn't even get into six games of his Eagles contract. I don't like, I like I, I just don't. I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't. I can't get behind this. But when push either. comes to shove, my entire my entire thought process is here. I one they blew this up way too soon, and two, with everything that you got for Kevin Byard. Your only other option is just to absolutely – you can't blow anything up on the offensive side, okay, because you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything from DeAndre Hopkins. I don't even think you can get anything from Traylon Burks because I don't know no, what team would really him. want him right the, now. The He's too offense, young also. You're only, not going to get – you may get something from Tajay Spears, maybe, but nobody's going to want him. You may get a third or fourth round for Derrick Henry, but if he's an old running back, I don't know who's going to trade for an old running back with the way the running backs is. The Bills so the might. Only, literally, the only option the Titans have is to blow the defense up, and I am they completely can. against that. They, I am completely against blowing the defense up. So building for the future, they can't trade anybody that's on a rookie contract. They can't trade any of those guys. So Jeffrey Simmons, off the table. Tajay Spears, you just mentioned, off the table. Uh Traylon Burks off the table. You can't trade any of those guys. Jeffrey Simmons is still on a rookie contract. I'm pretty sure he is. I thought he was like 27. No, I don't think he is. We pay Jeffrey Simmons. Okay, he's still young enough. You can't trade that guy. You got to keep him. But so, um, Derrick Henry is the most logical option here. Yeah, and I think if they can get a third round pick for him, do it instantly. Take that third rounder. What a four rounder fans are gonna hate it, but like yeah. ultimately oh, it's yeah. better for the franchise. Four year ninety four. Okay, gotcha. So he's not on a rookie contract no. anymore. I, I was about to say there's yeah, no he way. Got we, paid quite we, a bit paid, we paid him and, his and money. that's a good rightfully so. Yes, that's that's a great deal for both sides right there. Fantastic. Yeah. And you, you can't trade that guy. You gotta keep him. 
One hundred percent. Yeah, that that is and, your defense. And by right the way, there. the defensive tackle that you all both talk about, Tart. Tier Tart. How, how old is he? Uh, Tier Tart is late. I like think he's late twenty-nine. Okay, I like that guy a lot too. Don't trade him. Tier Tart's really good. I do like. Oh. So there's been talks of Danico Audrey getting traded. I, mean, I just don't like. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, the most logical option here is, is Derrick Henry. Now let's just put, let's let's do a hypothetical here. If they actually got reasonable compensation for Kevin Byard. Let's say they got a third round pick for Kevin Byard. Okay. It's not feasible, dude. What do you I don't understand why you all think that like I Kevin get it. Byard is Safeties so good. aren't worth that much and he's older, dude. He's like for like, the Eagles is, it's an absolute steal Kevin, because he's going to make them for the past five years, Kevin Byard is the only reason that people don't throw for five hundred yards every game against the Titans. And he's, I'll give him that. He's the only reason. That like, like he's that good. He has single handedly kept teams from throwing five hundred yards. Like yeah. he, he's the only like. reason. So he is so good. You've got to get a third round pick to that guy. He has he, two years left. Two years left of what? His career? Dude, he's no, only like, thirty. Two years left of actually being like what he is right now. No. After that, he's going to be like safeties safety. can play at older ages than corners. They can play at like thirty two exactly. No, I'm corners. thinking I'm talking like thirty five. No. Yeah, they can play the thirty, but they don't gotta have that top. Minka like maybe just as old. Is he? Is he younger? Or older about than the same age. I think he may be a year younger. Maybe. Yeah, I think he may be like a year younger. But anyway, let's say you got a third round pick from Kevin Byer. Which, to be fair, Minka's twenty six, bro. Okay, he's only twenty six. Yeah, I thought he graduated way longer. than Anyway, that. Wow. okay. So, so let's let's do the math on this. By the way, a fourth and fifth round pick with the math is almost. It's pretty close to being a third-round pick. So, wait, wait. it wasn't a fourth and fifth. It was a fifth and sixth, right? Fifth and sixth. Okay. So, let's say instead of a fifth and sixth, you, and, and who was the player they got in return again? Um, Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. So, let's say you get rid of all three of those and you just get a third-rounder. Okay. I, I would as a, if, if the Titans, that would have been much better. Deal the the you're in a better situation up, there than you yeah. are the fifth and sixth. Yeah, the so, Eagles aren't giving that up. I agree. Them. So, let's say you get a third-rounder for Kevin Byer. Okay, the most you get is a fourth. I, I just then you're undervaluing Kevin Byers. You so all much. are overvaluing him, bro. Like, then let me please finish my hypothetical no, situation. No. You let's say you get a third rounder for Kevin Byers instead of what they did get, and then you get a third rounder for Derrick Henry. Then you're in a, in a situation where you can actually build for something in the next couple of years because those two third rounders could actually be starting players on an NFL team, one hundred percent. So. You, if that happened, I actually would have been excited for the Titans if that had happened. But what they got for Kevin Byard was, let me make this clear, nothing. They gave him away for free. They did not get anything in return. They, like the, the fifth and sixth, those players are not in the league in two years. They're done. It's over. You, you didn't get anything. They didn't get anything out of the A.J. Brown trade either. Less, they got less out of the A.J. Brown trade. They missed, if they missed a pick, they missed a pick. A number 16 overall is a valuable pick, okay? If they missed it, they missed it. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. We don't know yet. But a 16 overall pick is very valuable. A fifth and sixth round pick is not valuable at all. There is no value there. Like, teams like... Whenever the Patriots were going on on all their runs all the time, the 49ers the past several years, they keep giving away their fifth and sixth round picks over and over. Why? Because they're worthless. The teams that are doing good, they keep just giving those picks away to these trashy teams because they know they're worthless. So, like, like you, you cannot ever 
do that unless the the 49ers would agree with you on that one heavily. Don't 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 make a trade for the fifth and sixth rounders at all. When was Brock Purdy drafted? He was drafted in the seventh. I'm talking fifth and sixth here. I mean, it was the very then, last pick of the draft. He was going to be an undrafted free agent. Then, completely which different. Brock, Brock, what Brock is, is he? A what, what was he ranked in our quarterback rankings? The sixth then, best quarterback is, in the league. That right is now? a very rare thing that is in, that just it could happen. Pure luck. Okay, so scout better. Okay, find the but, right guy. Yes, you can scout better. You can draft him in the fourth and third. You don't have to do fifth and sixth, man. You can do undrafted free agents. You're agent. acting like they literally cut him. You're you're basically you saying just, they cut him. That's what they did. That's basically except they did. They they cut him in a way where they didn't have to take a salary cap on, on part of it as well. That's basically what they did. They did not get anything under the fifth. They got a player to replace him and a no, fifth and a sixth. No, that player's not going to play. He's not worth playing. Terrell Edmonds is going to play. They're going to play. They're going to play. Him gonna play him. He's better than a money hooker. He's not going to be worth anything. Easy is what I'm saying. Easy. There. He's not going to be Easy good. Is what I'm saying. Like. Anyway, the Titans aren't trying to be good, bro. They're not trying to be good this year. They're not right now. Agreed. They're, they're, they're not trying to be good this year. But I'm talking for next year. And the let's say this, this. Let's just look forward three years. Look, let's look forward three years. The guy who's I can't remember, remember his name again. Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Three years worthless. He's not going to do anything for them the next three years. He's he's worthless. I would be surprised if he's on the team at the end of the year. I'm being genuinely like, serious when I say coming that. into next season, he's not going to be on the team next season. That that's exactly. I, I, I would be excited. Yeah. I would so, be. And then floored. also looking forward three years. That fifth and sixth round pick, worthless. They're not going to do anything for your team other than maybe special teams. They may contribute on special teams, but in that, if you're going to do that, you might as well get an undrafted free agent. Like, I mean, it's. It's they literally got nothing for. Or Kevin. it's going to be a role player, but like I said, I, I, I agree. You all understand no, I, how old thirty is for a safety. It's not that old. Bro, literally the oldest average okay, safety but, okay. for both of them combined is twenty nine. Okay, this is where I fight back with. This is where I fight. That's a pretty old average age. Man. This exactly. is where I fight. This is where I fight back with you. If it's any other safety besides Kevin Byron, bro. He is still the best safety in the entire NFL. Who was the safety that like, the Rams got at the end of the year? They re-signed a couple years ago. Weddle, that that dude was super old. And then the guy that played for the Ravens for decades, that guy was playing out of his mind whenever he was up in his upper 30s. I can't remember his name either. Are you talking about the one that's literally a no-doubt Hall of Famer? Yes. Oh, my God. You that, can't tell Kevin, me Kevin Byard is not a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Kevin Byard is He's a Hall of Famer. He's not that guy. Ben. Oh, my God. Ben. Hold on. You're saying Kevin Byers just as good as the Ravens safety. Uh, why can't we think of his name? I don't know. Hold on. Ravens safety. I'm oh. looking it up right now. I'm not saying he's as good oh, as are him. You, are you guys talking about... Um, What's it? Is it? I keep thinking of Earl for some reason. Earl Top... No. Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah, he's broken no, I'm not saying he's as good as Ed Reed, but he is in the same class as Ed Reed, okay? You he have is, to put him in the conversation. He, he you can have a legitimate conversation good. with it. He is that. Ben, when I say that Kevin Byard single handedly held that defense together for five years, I'm not kidding. He single handedly held it together. It was just him. And how old was Ed Reed when he retired? He was 37 when he okay. retired. Okay, so let's say you get five more years out of Kevin He's Byard. not playing like that for five more years. I'm not saying bro. he's going to be at his peak for five more years, but he will be valuable you, and useful for the next five years. I really fact, believe it. I believe, at 35, I believe that when Kevin Byard is 35 years old, he will still be useful to NFL teams. I love I think Kevin he, Byard. He is not Ed Reed, bro. Not even the same class. I'm not saying he's Ed Reed. But I am going to say when, when Kevin Byard is 35, 
I think he's still going to be a starting safety in the NFL. He will still be starting at 35 years old. I agree. I I, I, I agree. I, I just which means that not he's not for the Eagles. Maybe he has one year on the contract. The Eagles won't be able to pay him next year because they had to pay Jalen Hurts. They won't. They're going to lose a lot of players this year. Okay, so then it wasn't worth it for the Eagles. Then either. it will if they win a Super Bowl this year. They're possibly a Super Bowl. Ben, so that's what I'm saying. Like. That's the difference. The, the Eagles are buying. I understand. They can buy. They can do whatever they want to because they're going for a Super Bowl this year. Okay? Titans, it's Super Bowl or bust, literally. Yeah, Titans were going to get two more good years out of them if they were able to re-sign him. Okay, two more good years out of a safety, that's valuable. Way more valuable than a fifth and sixth round pick, Ben. Not for what they... Bro, I just completely disagree with you all as well. The Titans suck, even with Kevin Byer. They're not a good football I'm, team. I'm not saying they're a great team. I still think that the division's so bad that they could win Especially the with Ryan. Dude, if Ryan Tannehill is out for six weeks, they're whoa, done. Whoa, whoa, Where is that coming from? He has a high ankle sprain. So even if Just he plays... I knew that was skepticism. Is it I'm actually a high ankle sprain? Sure yes. Ankle so Will Levis is starting this week. He's out. They're going to probably going to... No, in my luck, they're going to start Malik Willis. No, Will, they, they Malik said, Willis they, was downgraded in the wrong yeah. They didn't say was who's he? starting, but, but they said Will Levis was downgraded. He was demoted. Will Levis? No, no. Willis? Malik Willis. Malik Willis said say those two backwards. Yeah, yeah, so it it does seem as if Will Levis is the two now. Like and, it, and even if Ryan Tannehill plays, he's not going to be healthy and not going to be able to be yeah, moved. Which right. behind that offensive line, he's going to get killed. You're you're right. So especially with that being said, this season is over for the Titans. I I I, I do agree I with that. Completely disagree. It, dude, if, if Ryan Tannehill is out for six weeks, dude, you don't think Will Levis can win go five hundred? Do you? I'm not saying I would think he can go five. Like I I want to see what the offense looks like under can, him. Okay, that's great. Okay, you like, can you can you give can. Me what give me and that that's another reason that I'm so we've literally spent 30 minutes with Ryan Tannehill this, out, dude. The Titans aren't sniffing the Texans jockstrap, bro. Yeah. Like we're not, not even, even talking close. about the, we're talking about the and Jaguars. that's not even considering the Jaguars. We're talking dude. about the we're not talking about the and not to mention they lost to the Indianapolis Colts. With Ryan Tannehill healthy, bro. Mm, God, hold me back. Like, hold like, me uh, back, Brandon. We're, talk, ben, back, we're not Brandon, talking about that right back, now. Brandon, Tanner, I am. Back, relax, relax, relax. Y'all are back, acting like Brandon. the Titans would have won the Super Bowl no. if they had Kevin Because Byers. Christian Fulton's the worst quarterback in the entire NFL, Ben. Look, 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 look. Okay. Tan, Christian Fulton, like it or not, John. he is a part of the Titans team. So we have to take into account that he is there. So because of that, they're going to be worse. Okay, we have to account for that. Okay. So, with that being said, you were talking about wanting to see Will Levis and wanting to see him see what he can do, even if it's even if he struggles. You want to see what it could possibly look like with him in it. Okay, I think that's a good idea. Even after you trade Kevin Byard, you traded him. You still in the next couple of weeks, you're going to get to see Will Levis. You're going to get to see him, and you're you even even after you decided to give up on the season, you're still going to get a good look at Will Levis. Okay. So, especially if you don't trade Derrick Henry for another couple weeks, you're going to get a decent look at Sorry, him. Sorry, deadlines this, well, this next week. Okay, well, you're only going to get to see him with, with Derrick Henry one week, maybe. So, which isn't enough. But even even if you do trade Derrick Henry, Will Levis, you're, if you, let's say he plays six the next six games, okay? Six weeks from now, you're going to have an idea of what you got. Okay, can you agree with that? Like... I still I agree with you. You want to have ten games, but at least six weeks from now, you're going to have an idea. Okay, right? You agree with that? Yeah. So I mean, so they can give up on the season, 
and still have an idea. I just don't, I, I, to the, like, I understand what you're saying, but here's, and, and this is, look, and this is another thing, okay? Like, say, say we do tank, okay? Say we do tank, we do get a top five, and we get like a five, six, seven, seventh pick in the draft this year, okay? Say, wh okay, what do we do from there? We literally just spent offensive line. We lit. Okay, do we get do we get offensive line? Yes. Do we go? No question. Do we pass up on offensive line? Do we try to get like? Do we try to sneak Marvin Harrison Jr.? No. Do we try like I, I'm I'm honestly I'm all for both at this point. Okay, like I I don't care at this point. It's all. But line. knowing my luck, if we get if we draft a freaking Marvin Harrison Jr., we're just gonna trade him away in two years. So, I mean, I can't get excited about anything as a Titans fan at this point, okay? Like, look, okay, here's the thing about receivers in the first round. The past the past few years, there have been some major exceptions, like Jamar Chase. Justin. Marvin Harrison Jr. is that exception. We don't know yet, but Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, those guys, okay? But the second round... The value that you get from receivers in second round is astronomically higher than what you get from receivers in the first round. Okay, Packers fan. That's what the Packers do every year. But AJ Brown, DK Metcalf were both drafted in the second no, I, round. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. When, but like, hey, Brandon, you can't don't wait a second. Him in the first wait round. a second. When was Romeo Dobbs drafted? Third, fourth. I'm pretty sure he was a fifth round no, pick. It was. I think he was a fourth. I'm looking. This and here's summer. the thing, though. Even with that being said. But the, if you draft a receiver in the fifth round, that guy can play for you. He can what do play. the Titans need in the fifth or sixth round, bro? That would receiving, be the perfect time for them to draft a receiver. That is, that is the least of the Titans' worries oh right now. All right, They've got to worry about so many other things. They need more offensive Really? Because DeAndre Hopkins is old. Traylon Burks can't it, stay on the field, and he's not, not good. They're not going to win a Super Bowl next year, okay? They... they Let's wipe that off the table. That's they're, why, bro. They're not winning a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're, they're going. They need the to future. focus on the offensive line. They need the if you get line. a young stud at receiver it's in the fifth early. or sixth round, no, dude, you want the young stud to be a young stud while you win a Super Bowl, which means that they're going to be needing to do that two years from now, not next year. Apparently, you think they need to have a young stud offensive line all on rookie contracts, a young stud quarterback all on rookie contracts, and young stud receivers all on rookie contracts, and their tight end needs to be on a rookie contract, and their best corner. Need no, to be on rookie contracts. You can't do that. That's what you're saying. No, I'm dude. not. I'm saying get the oh offensive line God. first. You can't. Receivers are worthless if you don't have an offensive line. You can't get the ball. To that the bro, you act like I'm not saying that they need to spend their first few picks on offensive line. Yes. That is what I'm saying. In the fifth or sixth round is when they draft a receiver. Okay, then yes, they can do that. But I'm saying it's not worth trading people away for fifth or sixth rounders. Yes, you can draft people at that point, but but you're not, acting like the fifth or sixth round just doesn't exist, and you're like they, they cut him based not. You're saying they cut yeah. Kevin Byard. They can find a really good receiver in the fifth or sixth round. Not a really is good it, one. Is it likely? No, no. But can Kevin they find Wilson, a really good one? Yes. Kevin Byard is a Hall of Famer. You can't you can't replace. He's thirty, bro. Thirty. Yes, 30, which means he still has a few more years. Two, man. max. You're acting like he's done. He has two, like this year man, and next year, You've max. got to get something for him, bro. You've got to they get something. They did, dude. They did not cut him, bro. Fifth or, oh my do you realize how many fifth or sixth rounders are drafted every single year? 
I can tell you the exact number. 64. There's 64 of them drafted every year. How many do you hear about in the future a couple years from now? One, maybe two of them out of 64. The chances of that hitting is so low, Ben. Most of them are just like a Romeo Dobbs was 132. Most of them are like a Kyle Phillips. Like Like a Kyle Phillips. Like a Nick Westbrook, a Hine. Just coming out, making splash plays every now and then. I'm okay with that, but like you got to get more... From a Hall of Famer, yes, like, and I, agree I, 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 uh, I do. So, like, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I, like, I know. Uh, but it's just, it, it's a really tough situation because yes, the Titans need to be going for the future. I get it, but you've got to be smart about it, man. I don't. Know. Hey, um, go for the. Future. There's a certain guy that the Rams drafted this year in the fifth round ben, named Puka Nakua. Yes, and you keep bringing up very rare dude situations. <laughs> I'm saying there's a chance you can find that yeah, guy. The chance is so low, it's not worth it, dude. dude. Okay, there are less and less stud people going to these insane colleges and just random stud people showing up out of nowhere. That's actually starting to become less and less true because of NIL, Ben. They, they can't. They're... What's happening in college this year? No one knows what team is good because they're all just like... Kind yes. of whatever, and we're talking, and they're all, and it's because FBS. Okay, we're oh. we're talking about people that are like top fifty teams, not two hundred something. Okay, then you're t- you're arguing something. Romeo Dobbs was also at least the end of the fourth round, basically okay. the fifth round. Okay, Ben, and, and and Dobbs is great. He is exact. If I'm drafting a late fourth round pick, Dobbs is what I'm hoping for. Okay, that's best case scenario. That is not obviously not because they could have drafted Puka Nakua and then Puka Nakua could have been even better. If Puka Nakua isn't on the ramps, who knows if he looks this good? Okay, I, we don't know. Ben, you're acting like you can hit these guys every time you draft them. That doesn't happen. That's not realistic. I'm not saying you that is going to happen. I'm saying because they got a fifth and sixth, they have a chance to do something with it, and they got Terrell Edmonds, who's only 26. Okay, let me make this. He's clear. four years younger, and they got a fifth and six. They did not cut Kevin Byers. Terrell Edmonds doesn't exist. It, this oh is, he my doesn't God. exist. Yes, he does. No, he's not going to be useful to that team to win a Super Bowl ever at any point. Okay, so he was worthless. Okay, the point. Oh, of, well, then there's a ton of people that are worthless. So, so the point, NFL. the point of putting an NFL roster together is to win a Super Bowl. So if that guy has no chance of helping you win a Super Bowl, he doesn't exist. Okay. So Kevin Byard didn't exist to the Titans. He did exist. He had. A, he was a huge piece of that Super the Bowl. Titan, the Titans were going to win a Super Bowl this year or ben, next year? Yes, but he, which is why I agree they needed to sell him. They needed to sell him. Oh okay, They God. needed to get something in return, though. Obviously, he didn't he, exist. Ben, they traded ben, him for a player that didn't exist and got a fifth and ben, sixth. So ben, they traded a player that ben, didn't ben, exist for a fifth and sixth. Ben, listen. Ooh. Okay, let's make this clear. Fifth and sixth round they has a chance to help ben, you win a Super Bowl. Can you please let me talk? No, bro. because you're uh, you're the saying fifth, the same thing no, over I'm, and over. I'm going to make it very clear. The fifth and sixth round, the chances of that guy being a starting player for you in a couple years is less than ten percent. It's what? more likely than Kevin Byard being a starting player for no, them in three not. years. <laughs> yes, it is. Less than ten percent chance of being a starting safety in three for years. the Titans in three years. Yes, Ben, that's crazy. You're insane. That's ben. crazy. Oh my God. You. If your if your chances of hitting on something we've talked about this for almost an hour. Starting, Can we talk about something else? Chances of hitting bro. on that is less than ten percent. It's worthless. You're not going to get it. Kevin Byard was worthless, no, according to you, because he's not going to help them win a Super Bowl. Ben, 
I, which is why I said they needed to sell, but Kevin they got Bi Kevin oh. Byard. Was, Kevin Byard was not the problem with the Titans. I agree with you, bro. I love Kevin Byard, but you all are acting like he was like a twenty-five-year-old absolute if you, stud. If you think fifth and sixth round was reasonable for Kevin Byard, that means you do not love Kevin Byard. I love Kevin no. Byard, bro. He's a thirty-year-old safety. Yes, which means he can year play old five safety. more years. Oh, he can God. play five more years, Ben. I, I, I don't know why you don't agree with that. Like. You act like thirty-five. It means that they're they're eighty. They're not okay. They they can still play. Okay. I mean, my they, well. I mean, apparently, I don't love Kevin Byard because you all think he's in the same class as Ed Reed, which is, is just insane. Kevin Byard is one hundred percent going to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you, one hundred percent. He's not Ed Reed, he, bro. Ben, think about what you're saying. He is a thirty-year-old Hall of Famer. How are you not thinking that he deserves more than fifth or sixth round? Exactly. You just proved my point, bro. He's played most of his career already. He's practically done. No, he's, he's got like two yeah. more good years. Tanner said earlier, it's true. Kevin Byard is still in his prime right now. He is in his prime. Kevin Bra Kevin yeah. Byard has at, le at least three to five years. This year, time. next year. That's the end of his prime. That's the end of his prime. Yes, but he's still going to be a starting no, player. Got, no, he has two, no, two he has years been two years of prime. A prime. I would say three, I would say three or four at least. Once you get past thirty two, he's not gonna be in his prime anymore. Let's accept that. Okay. But he's still gonna be a starting player, Ben. Okay? Come on, Ben. He's got. A, he's, he's what do you consider? Okay, let me ask you this though, and let me ask this, and then we have to move on. We and this is coming from the Titans fan okay. who this really affects. This has been a reasonable conversation. Like, I'm okay with. Like, this. what do you what do you consider prime? Okay. When does a player get out of their prime and move into okay more so, of like a role player? So your prime can go past your physical prime. Okay, uh, do I think Kevin Byron is past his physical prime? Yes, he probably is. Okay. But the mental part of your game that increases as you get older, that makes up for some of that physical loss, okay? So I think once you get past your physical prime, I think you've got three more years of actually being in your prime. I don't even know if I agree he's past his physical prime. I would give the physical prime maybe one or two Tanner, years. let's just talk about the human being, the human body. That's what I'm saying. Once like, you, he's only 30. Once you get past 28, you are not in your physical prime anymore. You can physically get stronger, but when it comes to agility, speed, flexibility, that kind of stuff, your body's past its prime. I would say 30, 31's the cutoff for that. I would say, and I'm being generous when I say They've that. done scientific research on this, Tanner. If you're, once you're 30, you're past your prime. You're, you're not physically prime anymore. Okay. But yeah. anyway, go so, ahead. So, yes, do I think he's past his physical prime? Yes. But the, the experience that he has on top of his physical ability means that he's still in his prime right now. Next year, the year after that, one of those two years will be the last year of his actual prime, okay? But he will still be able to contribute and be a starting quarterback for a couple more years after that, okay? And the safety, your brain is way more important than your physical ability. We all can agree on that, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. The, the, the safety, your mind is way more important, okay? So you can play longer as a safety than you can at other positions. You can play longer as a safety than you can as a corner. Because a corner, you've got to be able to react quick. You've got to be fast. You've got to be quick. You've got to be agile. You can. You have to be able to make hard cuts without tearing your ACL. You've got to be able to do all that kind of stuff. Safety, it's not that. It's not as physically demanding, okay? But it's a lot more mentally demanding, which means you can play longer, okay? So Kevin Byron is still valuable. They didn't get enough. It's that simple. They should have gotten more. But they should have sold him. 
They should have sold. They they should have. They I agree. couldn't have got more, bro. I agree. I legitimately, I legitimately no, I think, think they could have to get a third round. They could. I, I would more. even have been okay to not get. I would even been okay to not get dude that I can't even remember his name. Look, so that proves. But like, I would even be okay with not getting him and just getting a third round pick. Okay, here, here's, I'm not even playing when I say that. Let's let's look at this possible silver lining here. Okay, here's the possible silver lining. Both of the trades that you complained about today, the A.J. Brown one and Kevin Byer, are both to the same team, the Eagles, who this is the last year of Jalen Hurts' rookie contract, okay? So after this year, the Eagles are going to have to trade some people away off this team, okay? Maybe the Titans have been doing this with a little gentleman's agreement that, hey, once you all start having the dump players, you need to give us some of the deals here. I'm thinking that's the silver lining. Maybe that's what the Titans are going for. Maybe. So if that is the case, then I actually see that as being a reasonable. But I are they going to dump to the Titans that's valuable for the Titans? The bunch, I, I don't know, Ben. I, offensive linemen, for sure. Their offensive linemen are retiring. They've got more. And they got, they've got like eight defensive linemen. They're going to have to get rid of some of those guys. Yeah, the so, old ones. When, put, look, when, push comes to, ones. when push comes to shove, like, this is really hard for me to say after today, but I do trust Ron Carthon and his man and his like and his talent evaluation and his decision making. Even though I do think he should have got more than a fifth and a sixth, but like I, th- this, this is just hard because, like I said, the only with them getting a fifth and sixth, the only thing that even makes sense to me and I don't even want him to do this, is to blow the defense up. And I'm completely against they, that because they, there's too much young talent They there. can't do it. That's exactly it's, what I'm it's saying. too young. Like, that's like exactly they, they what I'm saying. Able to. That's exactly what I'm saying. They're too young. But, like, if everybody's talking draft capital, draft capital, draft capital, draft capital, the only way, the only logical thing that is even going to get you draft capital is to do that, and that just makes no sense. I'm completely against that because okay. they're too good. So, okay. There's no other way to get draft capital. Let's say let's say they take that fifth and sixth rounder that they got for Kevin Byard, and they package it with Derrick Henry. Let's say they go like, – who's a team that could really use a running back this season that could be in playoff contention? Like Bills. The Bills. The Bills the have Bills got are... multiple good running backs. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't consider them. Um, who? Let's see here. Maybe the Rams, the Rams could use them, but, but I don't know if they're going to be in playoff contention. You could see the Rams. Um, let me see. You could maybe look at maybe the Chargers if they wanted to do, do a one-two punch, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry kind of thing. You got it. You can't. You can't have. You can't have Derrick Henry as a two. You just can't. And they're not going to put Derrick Henry above Austin Eckler. They could do – where they lost Mike Williams, they could have a whole new package where instead of having a lot of receivers on the field, they have Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry on the field. I think that would be a scary offense to play against. It would be personally. a scary offense to play against. I just don't – I don't see that uh, happening. But um, anyway. So I, I, there's no way – there's no way that the Titans would trade Derrick Henry in the division. There's no way. Yeah, I There's I agree, no I way that, that. Oh, He yeah. would have to go to the NFC if he went to anybody. Okay, so I don't see him being traded to the AFC. You don't think he's going to go to the AFC at all? Even I don't, if it's out of the division? I don't think so. I would honestly, okay. I would see if he goes anywhere, I would see it being the okay, NFC. Okay, let's think at the NFC. Okay, so let's, say, let's, just, let's just say he goes to the oldest safeties anywhere. Every time I look it up, it literally brings up 
we're like, in a completely different yeah. conversation. So let's let's say let's say that Love let's it. let's just bring let's just say the Cowboys. Okay, let's just say the Cowboys are interested in Derrick Henry. Okay, and so let's say the Titans package Derrick Henry with that fifth and sixth round pick. And okay, so you give up Derrick Henry and you give up the fifth and sixth rounder, and the Cowboys give you a third rounder. Yes or no? You doing that or no? And they give us a third rounder yeah. for it. You you give up Derrick Henry and a fifth and sixth, and you get a third rounder in return. I want Deuce. You're not gonna get a second <laughs> no, round. No, I'm not gonna get Deuce. But I uh, see. I I think that's a reasonable for Derrick for Derrick Henry and a fifth and sixth. Yeah. For a third, we gotta have something else. So we gotta we gotta have another player. So the that. reason why I put that exact example out there is let's let's assume the Cowboys make the playoffs, but they lose in the first round. That's that's a pretty good assumption. Okay, it's the Cowboys. Derrick Henry himself is it right now? Even with the way, even with and I'm not I'm not trying to cut you off. I just wanted to say this because I feel like you're getting there. Like even in the situation where the running back, like where the where the discussion with the running backs are now. Derrick Henry as is at least worth a fourth round pick right now, and I, I'm being generous saying. Yeah, I, I think a fourth so. I, I getting Derrick Henry and a fifth and sixth. You got to come with more than just a third. Well, let's you say let's to. say it's Derrick Henry and the fifth rounder for a third. I think that's a reason. Give me trade. a third and a fourth, and I'll consider it. Gosh, damn. Third and fourth. You're not going to get a third and a fourth. Yeah, third and fourth, and I'll consider it. The reason for why Derrick I, Henry and a fifth and a sixth, you give me a third and a fourth, and I'll consider it. So the reason why I painted that exact example is, let's say it was you got a third rounder in return. Mm. That's going to be like the 20th pick in the third round, which means that that's 64 plus 20, that you're going to get the 84, 85th pick in the draft right there. That's a valuable pick. Okay, people underestimate the third round. The third round has some legit players in it. You can get some real dudes. Tajay Spears, when was he drafted? Third or fourth? Second. Second? No, oh. no, third. Okay, no, that's what third. I thought he was third. third. Okay. Yeah, so, Will and, Levis was second. And was second. and from what I've seen from Tajay Spears, I think that kid's legit. I think Tajay Spears is legit. He's a really if good his player. ACLs can hold up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already had two surgeries. He doesn't even have an ACL, which apparently it works out great for him. So, more to you, bro. Anyway, so. We all, yeah, we're all disappointed with the trade. It's not, not fun. But at the end of the day, it's probably something that had to happen. So that's the that's, that's the. I'm not point. trying to drag another conversation, but I just disagree with that. It didn't have to happen yet. It, it yet. had to happen by the trade deadline. If you didn't get rid of him by the trade deadline, you were literally not going to. You get legitimately it. don't think that you could trade Kevin Byard in the off season? The contract was over after this year, Tanner. He, they don't have the rights to him anymore. I don't think I. I still think that you could re-sign Kevin Byard, man. I do. I I think that he has Kevin enough. Byard deserves to ring chase, bro. He deserves that. He was. That's going, why I'm okay. With, that's why chase. I am okay with him going to the Eagles. He was going to. That's ring why chase. I'm okay with him going to. The uh, he. And more I think about, he wasn't going to re-sign with the Titans this year, man. He wasn't going to. He was. He was going to ring chase this season. He was. He and he has that right. He deserves that. So, I I, I really think. They had to get rid of him before the trade deadline. He but, does, and it's... But anyway, we'll move on. Ben, what were you disappointed in? This conversation. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew, he was gonna I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, me too. It was, it was too easy. All right, Ben, what were you actually disappointed with? I was actually disappointed in Desmond Ritter. That dude, 
I don't. The fact that you all didn't have that guy ranked as your worst quarterback in the NFL is mind blowing. Oh, my quarterback still refuses to play football, so I think I've got you. He played, and then he decided. Yes, yeah, and then and then he 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 got evaluated for a concussion, then got cleared of concussion protocol, and still didn't play. All right, let's solve this. I knew you were losing your mind, bro. All right, so and by the way, the team got better after he went out. By the way. The, PJ no. Walker is like, yeah, bro. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Anyways, the Atlanta Falcons still beat the Buccaneers 16 to 13. Desmond Ritter's passing stat lines 19 for 25, 250 yards, 76% completion rate. That sounds pretty good. Trash. His receivers were making some plays. Kyle Pitts has a, decided to play football like the last three weeks, which has been nice. Yeah, he's looking good. Um, but zero touchdowns, zero interception, only took one sack. Trash. Had a QBR rating of 107.1. Trash. That's pretty high. That's a good QBR rating. What's the rating. point here? We'll be going for it. Um, the Atlanta Falcons had three turnovers in the red zone. All three of them fumbles from Desmond Ritter because he was running because he couldn't find an open guy. And then one of them was just complete lack of effort on a wide-open touchdown yeah. that should have cost them the game. But thankfully, the Atlanta Falcons have a good defense, and Baker Mayfield sucks and decided to just throw it to <laughs> that the was, defender. I forgot who even got the interception. That was really but bad. Baker Mayfield literally just was like, dude, I don't want this game. Here, you take the ball. And, yeah. dude, Desmond so, Ritter fumbled the ball three times as a quarterback in the red zone. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Well, After throwing three interceptions last week. That's pretty bad. Like, and they still won the game, bro. Yeah. If they had, like, signed freaking Malik Willis and they would have done better, okay. bro. Let's, oh, not, I, let's not go that 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 was an exaggeration. <laughs> but, like, that's legitimately how I feel whenever I watch Desmond Ritter, bro. I, like, they, it's how bad I think he I is. I do agree with this. I think the Falcons would be better right now if they still had Marcus Mariota. A hundred percent. If the Falcons had Joshua Dobbs right now, dude. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'd be a scary oh. team. I agree. I agree with that. And, I'm not going to be scary. But, dude, I, I think he's not going to be scary, bro. Falcons need is a competent quarterback. Like they just need somebody that Bro. is smart and is not going to do stupid things. The rest of that roster is good enough. You just need somebody that's not going to be a moron. Yeah. Okay. But when I say, when you say scary team, I, I think it's a scary it like, team. That's a scary I look team, at bro. like I don't know. They're better like than the Lions. Chiefs. I look at Forty Nineers. I look at yeah. You they're, know, they're not the Forty Nineers. The they're not the when they have the Chargers, Tannehill. Not their their offensive line is. One of the best in the league. Yeah. Drake London is finally coming into his own with jump balls and just catching in general. Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts is finally coming into his own. They have Bijan in the backfield, which is another point. Bijan didn't even play in that game. Yeah. He, no, he had one carry at the end of the freaking game. <laughs> whenever the game's already over, and they're like, oh, he's been sick, so we're not going to play him today. And then they give him a carry in the fourth quarter after the interception. And it's like the game's already over, and they put him in. I, I think it, I kind of know why they did that. Like, because today it came out the NFL announced that they're investigating the Falcons. Yeah. Why? When did you find out he was sick, and why was it not reported? Exactly. Because they're supposed to report everything. 
Um, because it affects a bunch of stuff. Like fantasy football, it really affected you, Ben, I know. A lot of people have a lot of money on fantasy football, but it also affected a lot of people that put money on like DFS stuff, like DraftKings lineups. Yeah. There's tons of money on this stuff. That's why they have to report all this, because there's literally millions of dollars on the line. Yeah. They, literally millions of dollars. They could so, get fined heavily. Yeah, this is it's a big no-no what they did. Like, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So, and I think at the end, they're like, gosh, we got to give them some kind of stat. Let's just put them in there and give them a run. But yeah, they're still going to get in trouble. It, like, it's it's a that's a big no-no. That situation was just mind-blowing to me, too. Not even talking about Desmond Ritter. Literally, like, Bijan Robinson, there's zero news that he might not play in the game at all. Literally zero. Yeah. Not even a second before the game, like, oh, he's sick. Literally zero news. And then we turn the game on. Why is Cordell Patterson in on every other play? What what in the world? Like Cordell Patterson actually even played more than um Tyler Tyler Algier. Yeah. Like I get that okay, Bijan's sick, let's get Cordell Patterson involved. Why is Cordell Patterson playing more than Tyler Algier? Like Tyler Algier is also a scary weapon. Well, anyways, going back to the Falcons being a scary team, Tyler Algier, Cordell Patterson also, yeah. and then Bijan also best running back room in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. with that, Drake London and Kyle Pitts as weapons, with an insane offensive line, with a really solid defense. I'm not saying they have like a top five defense in the NFL, but it's top ten. It's definitely the top half. Yeah. Before. Yeah. It's above average. So that team is good, bro. Desmond Ritter is just not. I actually would like to spend more time on this conversation. I feel like there's a lot to talk about there, but we've got to keep moving. But, we talked about the Titans for yeah. an hour. But I, I think it was deserved. That was a big deal. Okay. I'm okay with that. So... I'm most disappointed in that conversation. I, I do want to mention you. You talked about the uh, Desmond Ritter, the, the the play that he fumbled because of lack of effort. What yeah. Ben's talking about is he he was going across the goal line toward the pylon, and if he had just ran harder for two more steps, he wouldn't have even got touched. But he let off the gas and coasted on his last two steps, and it caused a defensive player to catch up and punch the ball out and go across the goal line, and ends up being a touchback Buccaneer ball. That's just that was a lack of effort. He got lazy on his last couple steps and took, lay, laid off the gas pedal. And the other guy was giving effort, and the other guy was rewarded. So lack of effort plays. Nothing pisses me off more than lack of effort. I cannot stand that. Okay, so so would you have Desmond Ritter two in your quarterback rankings, right above Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Justin Fields is probably still below him. <sighs> Justin Fields. By the way, Justin Fields isn't the best quarterback on his team. Hey. So. We'll talk about that later. Oh, you got some? Okay, you got that guy on there? Okay, all right, we'll get to that. Anyway, so what I was most disappointed with was Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers. He is the play caller for the offense. Um, and I'll be, and everybody knows I'm a huge Matt LaFleur fan. I have been backing him the whole time. I love that guy. I think his, in general, I think his play calling is outstanding. I think he's awesome. I love his demeanor. I love everything about him. But the past couple games, I don't know what's happening with the play calling. I don't – the our, I, I wish I knew the exact stat on this because I have to be close. Our average yards gained on first down in that game that we just played against the Broncos, average yards gained on first down had to be less than one yard. I, I, I'm not – that's not an exaggeration. I'm dead serious. It had to be less than one yard. Every single first down play – was either a run up the middle or a screen pass. And those runs up the middle 
were stuffed every single time. Those screen passes were either incomplete or stuffed every single time. It was every single first down. We did not throw the ball more than five yards downfield on first down. I'm not even talking about completed pass more than five yards. I'm talking about through the ball more than five yards. We did not attempt a pass of at least five yards on first down the entire game. That's unacceptable. That's completely unacceptable. You cannot do that, man. And it's two games like that. It was the last game against the Broncos, and the game before that was just like that, okay? And whenever you're consistently doing that, if you're not threatening down the field at all, and it wasn't just a first down thing either. It was the whole game. We did not throw the ball down the field the past few games. If you're consistently not throwing the ball down the field, it's too easy for the defense to play defense against you. They get super aggressive, they play super tight, and they're just gunning for you downhill the entire game because they know you're not going to beat them over the top. You're not even going to attempt it. And here's the thing, as far as attempting over the top, you don't even have to complete the pass. You don't have to complete it. If you, let's say Christian Watson goes on a go route and you throw it to him 45 yards down the field, and let's say... Christian Watson uh, goes one two, one step too close to the sideline and steps out of bounds when he catches the ball. You know what? That sucks. I wish we made the play. But at least that corner knows that he could get burned. He knows that that's in his head now. And he has to play defense differently. Okay? So you've got to mix that stuff in. I, I truly believe that Matt LaFleur will fix that. I just don't know what he, what he had in his head the past couple games. I don't know what he was trying to do. But hopefully he's learned from it, and hopefully he fixes it. I think he will. We'll see going forward. But that was unacceptable. Have you seen Jordan Love's stats for like his past 20 attempts ben, of 20 or more yards ben, down the field? Yes, and those those passes of 20-plus yards down the field were always at the very end of the game in absolute desperation moments, okay? So it's completely different, okay? Yeah. That's another one Have of those things. Have you seen him missing the open crosser routes? Ben, he's literally... Not even getting opportunities. They're not even trying. Yes, he's kept missing in the first. Game. And whenever he, whenever you miss these things, it's because you don't ever do it. You're not used to it. He needs to do it more often. That's what Jordan Love is best at. He's best at twenty plus do yards down in the a field. Practice and then you can do it in a game. Yes, but look, so if no, there's no, a re- look, listen, I know Jordan a- Love. Okay, listen to me, Jordan Love. What he is best at is moving up in the pocket. Throwing it 20 to 30 yards down the field. That's what he's best at. And they will not run plays for it. They won't do it. Yes, you're talking about some misses, but you're not talking about the beautiful passes. You're not, you're ignoring those. Okay? There's a lot of really pretty ones. That's what he's best at. He's a smart enough coach that he's going to call what the quarterback is capable of doing. It's not Ben. I I agree with you for the most part, but he screwed up the past couple games. He's doing he's not even attempting down the even if you have the worst quarterback in the NFL, you have to attempt plays down the field. Because even if they're incomplete, it can work to a benefit for you because the defense has to play de- differently. If they know you're never going to threat them, they can be so aggressive that you're never going to be able to move the ball, which is what happened to them in the Broncos. They were The Broncos were playing so tight and so aggressively downhill because the, t- the Packers never attempted to throw the ball more than 15 yards a single. And a, a, a single time. I'm, I'm not even kidding. At, at the very end, whenever they were in desperation mode, he threw the interception because it was because of a freaking holding call. We actually had some momentum going the last drive, and holding call caused us into a desperation again. Anyway, that was the only throw of more than 15 yards down the field. And I, if you want to even talk about 15 yards, let's move it back to five yards. Throws of more than five yards downfield, they may have done it two or three times the whole game. It's unacceptable. 
I, I just can't comprehend it, man. Screen passes drive me insane. Quit doing it. If you're going to do a screen pass, you might as well do an outside running play or any other kind of running play. Screen passes are not valuable. Quit. Okay? And if you are going to do screen passes, you have to mix those in with fake screens or some kind of action over there. It looks like you may do a screen with bomb shots. If you do that, if you mix that in with the screens, it can work. But if you're only doing screens and not doing those bomb shots, it will not work. Quit doing it. And what, what, uh, was it you that said they looked like a high school team? Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. They looked like, it looked like a high school offense. They were not throwing the ball down the field at all. And they threw the ball a lot. There were a lot of pass attempts, but none of them were going more than five yards. That's unacceptable. You've got to fix that. It's got to change. And like, I'm, I don't care if Jordan Love's look good, looks doesn't look good. I don't care. You have to do it. If, what, if you have the worst quarterback in the NFL, you've still got to do it. At what point is it on Jordan Love's shoulders to call an audible at the line of scrimmage and say, screw Matt LaFleur, I'm running my own play and throwing the ball downfield? At what point does that fall on Jordan I, Love's shoulders? I agree with that. I, I think that there is a certain point where that, that should happen. But Jordan Love hasn't done enough yet that he's earned the right to do that. He he needs to do a little bit more before. What he's did Kenny Pickett? I'm pretty sure they gave you like at least Matt a Canada year. Matt just garbage. At least a year. Super long. Okay, time. you're saying that. Matt Lafleur? Is yes, Matt Lafleur has been is, is on that same pace, but we've only seen two or three games of this. Okay, or, the, the first, fact that you're even comparing Matt Lafleur to Matt Canada. Yeah, that's bad. Insane. The first couple of games, Matt Lafleur looked awesome. He was taking those shots, it, and then that offense looked good, and Jordan Love looked good. It looked great, and then all of a sudden, the past couple of games, it just. I, 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 he turned into Matt Canada. All I'm You're gonna right. say is, bro, it's bad. Aaron Jones is pissing me off. I, I, right. I don't. I wasn't even gonna get into that, but since you brought it up, bro, what are the Packers He's doing? I don't want to spend an hour and a half on the I, Titans. I'm, I'm, I'm about to move on. I'm about to He's move on. on. I'm just gonna say this last thing. Again, I've said it before in other episodes. I understand the Packers are probably playing for next year at this point, especially after that loss. I've got no hope for the playoffs this year. I agree with playing for next season. But if you're going to play for next season, you've got to know what your team looks like now. We we haven't seen the team a single time this whole season because they're being so passive with these guys. We literally don't know what the team looks like, man. They haven't played their guys. And Jair, did he even play this week? I didn't see Jair. They're being, they're being so vague with Aaron Jones and Jair. And it's more than just those guys. But those are the two star guys, okay? They're being so vague. And they keep saying, like, oh, they might play. They'll probably play. They're kind of healthy. I don't really. And then they just don't. And Aaron Jones plays, like, he played every time we got to, like, fourth down. They put Aaron Jones in, and he made a couple plays. But he only had, like, maybe ten snaps the whole game. Like, I, I just, it's so weird to me, man. Those soft tissue injuries just linger differently, dude. Like. I understand that. But, look, Aaron Jones pulled his hamstring. At the at the end of not even the end in the third quarter of the second game of the season, second game we're week what now? Like come seven. on, this was week seven. Week seven, like and his pulled hamstring wasn't even like a severe pulled hamstring. It was like a, did ja, this was, isn't a shot. This is a genuine question. Did Jair play in that game? Jair play. I right? don't think he did. I never saw him. I never heard anything about him. I never and I usually notice Jair when he's in the game. I didn't even see him. So I, I just it, they're doing that and they're doing that. With all of their play. By the way, at the end of the game, Christian Watson got some kind of serious knee injury. I don't know how serious it was. Oh, I saw that. So I, saw I don't that. know if he tore his ACL. I don't know if he sprained an MCL. I, I don't know 
whatever he whatever it was, he's not playing for the next couple of weeks because Christian Watson's always so he's definitely not playing. So we're we're not we it's it's very possible that we go all 17 games of the Packers without seeing their offense. It's possible we can see the entire game of the entire season without seeing it a single time. And, and that would make you the most happy person in the world because then you could use that as an excuse for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's it's un, it's unacceptable. It really is. We've got to get these players out there, man. Maybe the Packers just aren't good, bro. Maybe we don't Martin know. Love's not the guy. Hey, they're not. The, Maybe they're going to have a losing record, like I predicted predicted at the end of the year when you thought, or at the beginning of the year when you thought I was absolutely crazy for saying the Lions were the only decent team in this division. The Packers suck. The Bears. We don't suck. know if the Packers suck. Like that's they what I'm do. saying. The, Bro, the, the team, they lost to the Raiders and the Broncos. The team that the Packers have put out there for the past four weeks, that team does suck. But that's not the Packers. The Packers are sitting on the sideline, not playing. I don't know why they're not playing, but they're not playing. And this has not even had anything to do with David Bakhtiari. I'm not, I'm discounting him. He, he, I'm not even considering him part of the team. Even without him, I'm talking about all the other guys. Okay. We we don't know what they look like. We don't know. Like it's so. Why are you being so passive, man? If you want to play for next season, I think that's probably a smart move. Okay, I agree with that. But you've got to know what you have right now. So you know who to draft next year. Bro, you sound exactly like Tanner talking about the Titans. Ben, I'm literally making completely different points. You're saying don't give up on this team yet. No, I'm not. I'm saying let's see what we have. We need to see them. I'm not saying, oh, I think we're going to make the playoffs. There's a difference between like saying don't give up on the team and like let's see what we have. Like yeah. I'm saying let's see what we have as far as Will Levis yeah. because like there, there is a difference, and I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to disagree with so, you, but there is a difference. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying don't give up on the season because I think the Titans can make a run. Brandon saying don't give up on the season, and like I am saying, I am saying I don't have hope for the playoffs. Okay, you're, you're saying don't give up on Jordan Love. That's what you're saying. Well, of course, don't give him. But you need at least another couple of years before you decide that. I'm not even getting close you to that. Can't. He's only six games in. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting even close to that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Look. Playoff this season, let's let's forget about it, okay? Forget about the playoffs. Don't even look at the standings. Don't even pay attention to them. Who cares? Let's put our team, our best team out there each week, and let's see what they look like so we know which guys we need to cross off for next season, which guys that we need to keep, which guys that we need, which positions that we need to draft, okay? And, I, and quarterback isn't even a part of the conversation. I'm not even considering that. That's not even thought about okay i'm talking about everything else i'm talking about everything else i i don't think next season i think we can go without obviously don't draft a quarterback i don't think we need a receiver either i like our receiving core we just need to get them on the freaking field okay our offensive line i like our offensive line we just need to get them on the freaking field our our running backs i like our running backs we just need to get them on the freaking field our corners i like our corners we just need to get them on the freaking field do, do we see a pattern here guys every position they're just not on the field where are they at doing are you more along the lines that david bacchiari is not gonna be on the team next year he's already gone didn't they say they released him? They released Buck. They oh no, he, no, he's he admit he got another surgery. He's done for the season. Oh, okay. He's already been announced. Done what? For he season. got another knee surgery? Yeah, he. Which I mean, he did that intentionally. He okay. he got another surgery just so he wouldn't have to play again. The rest he's he's not gonna play for the Packers ever again. That's not even. I'm not even talking about that. But anyway, I like all these positions, man. They're just not on the field. I don't know what they're doing. Like it's so annoying. 
Look, dude, I know you've complained about the, the Titans' injuries the past couple years. Mm-hmm. The Packers have had it worse this season, okay? They they really have. It's it's that bad. And, Until they lead the and, league two straight seasons. And actually, actually, the Titans may not have it worse. They're just handling it worse. They are handling it worse than the Titans have the past couple years. Okay, that's a much better They're being argument. way too passive. But anyway, so I'm done with Packers. Let's move on. All right. Sorry to abruptly end that. It's, it's just, it's too much. All right, moving on. What I was most... <laughs> My two favorite teams coming into the season were the Titans and the Packers, and now I just hate both of them. Cause Shut spent, your face, we man. We spent like 500 hours of this podcast talking about well, just those man, two teams it, alone. It's okay because it's what we know the most, so of course we're going to talk about it the most. I, it's completely reasonable. Why do you think Skip Bayless talks about the Cowboys? It's <laughs> fine. Because they suck. Look, go ahead, Brandon. All right, you guys want to do what you're most impressed with now or what you noticed? Impressed. We need to make it quick, whatever Impressed with. My impressed with is super quick. Okay, my impressed with, my impressed, what I'm most impressed with for this weekend is the American League Championship Series in general in baseball. That series has had everything you could possibly want. First of all, every away team has won every game. The home team has lost every single game. Okay, so that's number one, already interesting. Okay, two, Lead changes several times in every single game. It's been incredibly entertaining. You've had guys getting hitting home runs, putting their teams ahead, bat flipping, and then getting pegged on the next at bat because of the bat flip. And then the next game, he hits a grand slam on the same pitcher that pegged him because the pitcher that got suspended, he appealed so he could come back and play that game. And he comes back and plays that game. Then the guy hits a grand slam off of him. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, bro. This is, this series has been so entertaining. And if you're, I, I was about to say, if you're, if you could tune in tonight to watch it, watch it, but you're not going to get this in time. But the game, I'm sure the game tonight's going to be super fun. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to watch it. It's been such a fun series. Um, and if it, if it's a precursor or anything like the World Series is going to be, I'm sure the World Series will be awesome too. So. I loved. I've loved every second of it. It's, I I enjoy rooting against the Astros, but even then, like I'm not like mad when they win, just because the games have been so entertaining. I saw a stat that said the Rangers, or when the Astros and Rangers have played all season, when they play in Arlington, the Rangers are like I I think now considered taking into account the playoffs, they're like one and nine. Yeah, they've in won one Arlington. game. Yeah, and it's and it's the opposite in Houston. Yeah. It, they have the just way, dominated. By the way, for the entire regular season, the Texans and the Astros tied. As far as head-to-head meetings, they tied each other. And and they tied Rangers. for their overall record. Rangers. Rangers? You said Texans. Sorry. Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Yes. The Rangers and Astros, whenever they play against each other, they tied head-to-head. Their regular season records were tied as well. Mm. Now... They're three and three in the, against each other. They're still tied. Like and now, of course, it's going to Game Seven. I mean, can you can you make it any better than this? Holy cow, man! It's been fa- I've loved every second of it. Probably the most fun baseball series I've ever watched. I'm not even kidding. Like it's been really fun. But we'll move on. Ben, what were you most impressed with? I was most impressed with the Patriots' offense this week. Um, Goodness, specifically just Mac Jones. He made some good decisions. Was Look, getting the ball out faster. Good. Um, yeah. And it, quite frankly, I'm just impressed that they looked like an offense this week because they still have the exact same players as far as I know. And they have been this 
They haven't been the worst offense. The Steelers have been the worst offense. I don't They've know. probably been the second worst offense <laughs> in the league. I thought the Patriots were the worst. Actually, offense. they might be the yeah. Like, first, the worst. Well, the Giants might be the worst first half. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Regardless, the Patriots are bottom three offense in the league, <laughs> and I don't think they got anyone back. And then they just all of a sudden just played really good. Now I will say the Bills have been suffering with injury, so maybe that had like yeah, maybe the Bills defense just isn't good. Yeah, I but I, I Mac Jones actually looked good too. Yeah. That's true. I, I feel bad for the Bills because I think coming into the season I think that defense was one of the best defenses. But I, I think agree. I think they've lost so many guys now that they might be a below average defense Dude, now. Matt Milano hurts so and bad. It's not that just guy him. was so underrated. Tredavious White, yeah, obviously. Tredavious That's White a big too. name though. Oh, I'm saying man. like one that more so probably would have flew under the radar a little bit. Like Matt Milano was legit. And yeah. he was playing insane this season. Yeah, it's like he had taken that next step and then what did, did he tear his ACL or did he just break his leg? I think he broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. That, you might be right. But, yeah, so the Bills, I think, are still going to be a great team. They're going to be hot and cold. They're going to beat really good teams. They're going to lose to not very good teams, just like beating the Dolphins, losing to the Patriots. Yeah. But um, I I don't think the Bills are a Super Bowl contender right now. I really don't. Yeah, I don't I, I think, think they could put four games together in the playoffs. That's really get. unfortunate because I, I think I agree with you. Because I, it's unfortunate because they're such an entertaining team. They're yeah. so fun, but if you're going to be that inconsistent, it's going to be hard to win three or four games in a row. Like it's going to be hard to do. But all right, Tanner, what were you impressed with this week? Yeah, so I know this is going to be a fast conversation. I'm going to get my boys some love, man. I, the Red Wings are on a tear oh, right God. now, bro. Okay. They're 5-1 and one leading. They're in second in their division <laughs> right now, the Atlantic Division. Um, Alex Debrimcat had a hat trick, which a hat trick is three Wait, goals. Wait, what was that game. last name? Debrimcat. 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 Dude, yes. I'm, I'm picturing a picture of like an alley cat with like one of those flat, <laughs> flat rim hats. He's a Debrimcat. <laughs> wow, bro. So he is. Anyway, yeah, he's been fantastic. Huso and Goal has been fantastic as well. I mean, Reamer's been fantastic. He had a uh, he had a shutout in his game before the Flames that we played yesterday. I mean, they've been on a tear, man. They have had and like look as a Red Wings fan, like this is really really fun to watch them and fun to see because our offense has really been a problem in years past. We're leading the entire NHL in goals right now. We scored Goodness. 30. That's the fine. next closest team is the Hurricanes, which they're in the Metropolitan Division. They're not in our division, but they're at 28. Okay. So we scored two goals more than any other NHL team. So, like, that, it is so much fun to watch them play this year. Like, it has been fantastic. So I just wanted to give my, my wings some my wings okay. some love. So, DeBrimcat yeah. for MVP. Yes, bro. Yeah. That hat trick yesterday. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Dylan Larkin as well, How who's the captain. Know? Do you know how mine advanced teams are doing? The Penguins and the Ducks. Let me look. The Ducks were so, supposed to be one of the worst teams. I know that. Do what now? The, the Ducks were supposed to be one of the worst teams in it. Okay. In let me look. So the Ducks are <laughs> um they are next to last in the Pacific Division. They have played five games. They're one four and zero. Oh, so they yeah they're they okay. are pretty bad. Who was the other team? The Penguins. The Penguins. Uh, let me see. So they are in. Eastern. They are two and three. Two, three, you know. So, yeah, both of your teams are next to last in their divisions. Bro, so. the Penguins are come, making a comeback, bro. 
Sidney Crosby actually is no doubt a Hall of Famer. Oh, Sidney Crosby duh. is fantastic. I don't even know NHL, and I know him. Yeah, Sidney yeah. Crosby is. Yeah, he's um, gonna put. The how's the uh, How's the the prodigy rookie guy been doing? In golf that I was talking no, about. No, I'm talking about for hockey. The dude, the Connor Bedard on the Blackhawks. Oh, I haven't heard much from him. I'm assuming he was supposed I mean, to be like the next Jesus. The next Jesus. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, bro. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> so. Been hearing. Uh, I haven't heard much from him. Um, the fact that I knew his name as a rookie in NHL tells you all you need to know. Bro, you're not even a hockey fan. Like, yeah. are you okay? Connor Bedard. I, 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 that name's been drilled into my head for the past year. Dude. How did you How'd you first learn about him? Probably like, uh, pardon the interruption, they talk about hockey sometimes. Yeah. Now, I will say this, though. So, the Red Wings have a second-year player. He, was a, uh, he won Rookie of the Year last year, Maurice Sider. Dude. This dude is a beast. Like, he is killing it. Like, he will obviously he won rookie of the year last year. So, like, he is playing absolutely fantastic even this year as well. So, you remember that name, bro. Okay. Remember that name. All right. Anyway, we can probably move on now because I know you guys have no care about this conversation whatsoever. All right. We'll stick with you, though. What what did you, what did you notice? Something you noticed this week? Um, so this is probably going to be controversial, bro. Oh, boy. But, like, okay, I, I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I'm a bartender. UT fans, bro, drive me crazy. Like, and and look, I, I'm going to say this, okay? Like, every single game, bro, it's it, the thing that drives me crazy is they blame officiating for oh, everything. Yes. Like, for absolutely everything, bro. Yep. And that is all I've heard in this loss to Alabama. They're not talking about the fact that they got shut out in the second half, that their offense just got on a bus and headed back to Neyland. They didn't even show up for the second half. They're not talking about that. Yeah. All they're talking about is the officiating. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a big deal if it wasn't like that every single game yeah. this season, and yeah. like every, it's like even on games they win, they're constantly talking about the officiating. Gabe, I love you. This is not toward you. Okay, I mean, I mean, but it's towards. But it. <laughs> it's just and like it, it's it's irritating to me because like watching the game, like there there wasn't a flag throw. Yes. I, I will say the misholding call yeah, on miss. the misholding right. call on the on the throw to Isaiah Bolt yeah. to Isaiah Bond on the touchdown. Yes, that was a misholding call. But can we stop a second and be realistic? Y'all had a two possession lead. After that, y'all still had a six point lead. Okay, it was still yeah. twenty to thirteen. Y'all went three and out the next play. The next play and like. It's that call did not lose you all the game. Right. Stop. Y'all are also not talking about the fact you had two back to back encroachment penalties. I'm sorry. Encroachment penalties is yeah. on you. Like that's mental. That's, that's a mental mistake. And yeah. you guys had back to back encroachment penalties. No. And y'all are not talking about that, bro. So what I noticed was like, <clears throat> it's UT fans, bro. Like, and I, and, and look, I will say this. I have talked to some that are not like that. Right. Like they're literally, they're literally talking about everything from from play calling to like terrible yeah. play calling, second half, everything of that nature. But I would say seventy to eighty percent. And like I'm a bartender, and I bartended this game, so believe me, I heard it all. Oh yeah. Like 
70 to 80% of the people that I talked to were blaming this game on officiating. And it's just so stupid yeah. to me, bro. Like, I, I I agree with all of that. And and to your point on the hold, the missed holding call, there's there several missed holding calls against every team in every single game. Okay? Like, but, there's two officials looking at the five offensive linemen, and sometimes there's a sixth if they've got a tight end and blocking, and even a running back in blocking. Mm-hmm. I guess there could be as many seven people blocking. So there's at least five up to seven people blocking around the quarterback. Okay? There's two guys watching that. Okay? There's at least five different matchups, maybe six or seven, and there's two people watching. They can't watch every single matchup at every second. Their eyes have got to go from one to another, one to another. Whoever they think is the most likely spot to be getting a penalty assessed, that's where their eyes are going to shift to. So if a hold happens for one second, it's very possible they can miss that. That's why you yeah. see so many missed holds, okay? So a missed hold is not going to blow my mind, okay? I And you've even watched me watch my teams. I don't complain about missed holding calls hardly ever, okay? Like, it happens, and if it ha- if, they, if they miss a holding call, I'll say, hey, they missed that holding call. But I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Defensive holding is a little bit different, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But the offensive holding in the pocket, if you, that, that happens all the time. And the re- back to Tennessee fans, the reason why Tennessee fans are so hard to deal with with this kind of stuff is because of the famous phrase, Vol Twitter. Vol Twitter is of the devil. Okay? Vol Twitter, if you are a Tennessee volunteer, bro, stay stay away from Vol Twitter. Vol Twitter is where your brain goes to rot. Okay? You are going to lose all of your brain cells. I promise you, man. This stuff that they say on them. They, they complain about officiating and take still photos of the still shots of stuff that's happening, even though live speed in motion, it looks completely different. But they're taking still photo shots, and this goes for football and basketball. They do the same thing in basketball. They take still photos of this stuff and like, look at this at this exact moment. He's doing this right here, this right here. They missed this because of this. It's a still photo, you idiot. Like, go watch the play. I guarantee you it looks a lot different than it does in that single photo, okay? Relax. Like, Vol Twitter is 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 just awful. It really, really is. Just please. Uh, Vol fans, you can be a Tennessee Volunteer fan and be passionate about it. Like, uh, that's fine. Uh, team, people being passionate about their team is great. But whenever you start paying attention to Vol Twitter... You are going to start saying things that just sound stupid, okay? So I'm trying to protect you from sounding stupid, okay? Stay away from it. I'll say I'll say this, and I was talking, I'll say this, and then we can move on. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I told him, because he was talking about how it's like, because I brought up that point to him, and he was talking about, you know, it's like, it, it, he said it literally seems like we always get those calls against us, and they're always missed true. against other teams. I told him, I was like, the thing is, bro, like, and I can say this because, like, watching, like, how big that, that it was completely different circumstances because we were kind of talking about that holding call that, that we were kind of talking about that holding call on that, on that deep ball to Isaiah Bond. Right. I told him, I said, the thing is, man, like, I kind of fell into this a little bit with, you know, the, the fumble that was, that was called dead in the Tennessee, in the Titan Saints game. Yeah. T- tennis ball fans have completely taken the human element out of officiating. 
Yeah. It's like they honestly expect them to be robots and get every single call that is made. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's not going to happen, bro. You have to... It, it's some level of officiating. There, There is a... Obviously, some calls are just... They're so blatant, you cannot miss them. Yeah. Like, you cannot be an official and miss them. Yeah, I But, agree. like, little, like, little holding calls and stuff like that, like, you're not going to... Like, it, it's just... You're not going to get every one of them. Like it's They're just. Miss some. It's, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that it's it's all fan bases do this, but especially Tennessee, even Alabama fans. I will yeah. call my own fan base out on this. Yeah. Like you are, whenever a call is missed that goes in the favor of your opponent, you are going to notice that every single time. But when a call is missed that goes in your favor, you aren't going to notice that very often. So it looks like they're, it's very unfavorable to you, and it looks like they're cheating you because you're noticing all the ones that go against you, but you're not noticing the ones that go for you, okay? It's happening just as many times for you as it is against you. You just don't notice those, okay, because you're not going to get pissed about it. That's, that's the difference, okay? And, 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 it, and it, because we've seen per, several examples of it in the NFL this year. The, the, the three of us watching games together, it's very clear sometimes when – one of us is clearly rooting for one of the teams. Mm. We've noticed several times that we've even said it, where they call defensive holding against the other team, and we're like, "Wow, that wasn't defensive holding." Like whenever, like the team that we were yeah. rooting for was on offense, it benefited them. We're even making the comment like, "Wow, they got lucky there because that was yeah. not a legitimate call." The yeah. Titans have had a couple. Yeah, a couple, it happened. Like that, every team has. That's that stuff happens to every team. So you're just you just need yeah. to accept the yeah. fact that you're not going to notice it when it goes in favor for you. So just and. I, I don't want to make Tennessee fans super mad at me, but honestly, I don't really care if they if they are. Tennessee is the worst about this. Well, every fan base is bad about this. Tennessee is the worst, 100%. It's no debating it. It's 100% Tennessee. So come at me, Twitter, Instagram. I don't care. <laughs> Tell me. I don't care. It's true. It's a it, fact. It. Okay? Good grief. All anyway, right. Ben. We'll move on. Ben, what did you notice this week? Well, originally, I was going to talk about the NFL backup quarterbacks this week and Tyson Bagnett, Gardner Minshew, and P.J. I think, I think it's Bajan. I don't care. I but, and then P.J. Walker, all playing better than the starters above. They all p- looked better and yeah. played better than the other starters. I agree. That would have been playing. Yeah. But since you all want to talk about Dadgum baseball, which at least is in the playoffs, and hockey over here. I'm going to talk about we the need, trade we that happened with my dadgum um, favorite NBA team because the Celtics acquired Drew Holiday, who I said was Whoa, a much bigger was, loss. Wait, from when, the, when did this happen? That happened just a few days ago. ago. I did not know this. It was this. a week ago. I thought. What? The, the um, Celtics traded Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, a 2024 Ooh, first-round pick from the Warriors. And a 2029 first round pick from the Celtics to get Drew Holiday, I love which, Drew Holiday. which is a lot. Robert that, Williams is good, bro. Robert Williams is solid. Robert Williams is good. I like Robert Williams, but yeah. it, I like Drew Holiday. Is the best player mentioned yeah. there, but that's still a lot to give up. So, anyways, I'm talking about this trade because another thing I've been like just going through Instagram and stuff, and I saw a clip from um, 
Wow, what's their GM's name? He used to Brad Stevens. I yeah, can't believe yeah. I'm a Celtics fan. And I almost forgot his name. <laughs> My mind completely blinks. Probably, I know who Brad probably Stevens the is. the most well-known GM. Yes. Other I, than maybe, what's the guy's name in Miami? Brad Stevens is still probably the most well-known GM. Just because he was the coach and then, like, immediately took over the... <laughs> Pat something? Isn't his name Pat? Pat Riley? Pat Riley. Isn't he the GM in Miami? No, he's GM in... Uh, um, L.A. Clippers. Actually, Mark he's Cuban's probably the most fun. Though. He's not a GM. He's an owner. That's the difference. Yeah, you're talking well, about Pat. Pat Riley. I'm pretty sure Pat Riley is owner. No, um, I thought he was the GM of Miami Heat. Am I crazy? Pat Riley? Yeah, oh, no, he is. Um, who am I thinking of? No, who am I thinking of? Um, no. Dave. No. Um, gosh. Go ahead. Anyways, Brad Stevens made a quote, and they said. Like Donald Sterling. That's how right. okay. How like big of a deal was it to lose Robert Williams? And he was like, I loved Robert Williams. I hated losing him, like, especially this close to the regular season. And then they followed up, asked continue asking questions. They asked him like what he thinks Drew Holiday is gonna bring to this team. He said Drew Holiday beat me to the gym this morning. Drew Holiday didn't even have his physicals <laughs> passed yet. He literally couldn't even work out with the team yet. And he beat Brad Stevens to the gym. I like I love Drew Holiday, man. That's, that that he might be my favorite NBA player. And that coming from a Celtics fan, that is exactly what the Celtics were missing, dude. They yeah. they have right. all the talent. But what frustrated me the past like three to four years watching them was they just lacked motivation or like determination. If it was a big game or the other team was talking smack, they would decide to play. But if if they felt like they could coast or whatever, they would just coast and they would get their butts kicked yeah. every single time. Yeah. And it made me so mad. So if Drew Holiday can bring that kind of work ethic to this team, dude, the Celtics will be right there with the Bucks. And I can't wait. Dude, if that happens in the playoffs, the Celtics versus the Bucks with Drew Holiday against Damian Lillard, like with Drew Holiday out for blood, dude. Be fun. Oh, Jason Tatum yeah. and Giannis going at it. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's going to be such a fun series. I mean, the Celtics and Bucks already hate each other anyways from the Al Horford Giannis thing, which I don't even know if you all know about. I don't know. But, um, Giannis dunked on Al Horford, and like Al Horford wasn't even really trying to block him. He just kind of did that jump by thing, yeah. and Giannis dunked on him and gave him like a mean mug stare down. And Al Horford was like, gave him the grimace and just kind of head nodded and was like, okay, all right. Dude, Al Horford came down, gave him a pump fake, got Giannis jumping, and then dunked straight on his head. And the self, like, as a Celtics fan, I'm never going to forget that moment, bro, because I love Al Horford anyways. And then is to he see, still playing? Uh, I honestly don't know if he's on Al the Horford? team this year or yeah. not. But, um, okay. dude, yeah. that moment will live rent free in my mind forever. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up the Drew Holiday because I didn't know about that, and that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a really big deal. So, I'm excited about that. That should be fun. Uh, speaking of which, though, good job for the Trailblazers. I mean, that's that's a good haul to get back yeah. for Drew Holiday, which and, was the package you got from Dame Lillard. Yeah. So they're they're making moves from yeah. it. They could be a couple years from now. Maybe they there's something solid there. Um. All right. We'll move on. What I noticed this week is officiating uh, in general. <laughs> uh. We're gonna. It, and this is this is across the board. 
He just talked to him about cheating. Yeah, but this, but <laughs> when I'm, it's sorry, that just got trashing Tennessee. I'm talking about across the board. Yeah. I'm talking about specifically NFL. I'm not talking about college. But I'm talking specifically NFL. Across the board against every single team in every single game. Here are some here are some common things that are that are problems here. Okay, one is just the amount of flags in general. Okay, there's way too many flags. All right, and here's all. There's a bunch of kind of penalties I think don't need to be reduced, and it's fine. But there's one specific penalty that has to be reduced. It has to be cut in half. And it's holding on the offense and defense, both directions. If you cut the if you the offensive holding, if you cut that in fifty percent, and defensive holding by fifty percent, if you cut both of those by fifty percent, I think the penalty flags thrown by the NFL officials is perfect. But both of those have got to be cut in half. Both of those are being made way too often. It's ruining these games. And here's a complaint about the officials that I think is a bigger problem than that so far this season. And that is ball spots. NFL spots from the sideline has been atrocious all season long. In a lot of situations, it's gone unnoticed and nobody talked about. But luckily, this week, there was a big one that people actually did notice. So I get to talk about it so people know what I'm talking about. Steelers, Rams. Fourth and one. Yep. Can he pick it? Quarterback sneak. Slips. Ball short. Probably lost yardage on the play. Probably went backwards. They give him like a half yard further up than where the ball should have been spotted. Where that ball is spotted. Hold on. I just got assaulted by Tanner, bro. (laughs) Man just stuck his (laughs) This with my foot. Good great. To get his attention, I was going to ask if he saw it without interrupting you. And I'm pretty sure I got him like right in the butt, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. All right, back to my point. Yeah, anyway. Kenny Pickett, this is this is not even debatable, okay? Kenny Pickett is nowhere close. He's The ball is nowhere close to that first down line. It's 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 not even is it, it may be even more than a half yard short. It may be like a full yard short. That ball don't know what the referee he had a perfect view of it. Kenny Pickett fell down right in front of him. He didn't have anybody blocking him. He he wasn't coming from a bad angle. He was right there. And he spotted him almost a full yard further up the field than where he should have been. I cannot believe it. And to make it worse, it was the play right before the two-minute warning. So it was before the two-minute warning, so it wasn't automatically reviewed. Here's where Sean McVay screwed up. Sean McVay used all three of his timeouts leading up to that play. So he couldn't challenge the play because he had already used all three of his timeouts. He had none left. So let's let this, let's just let this be a lesson to all the NFL coaches out there. Do not use your third timeout before that two-minute warning. Don't do it. You have to keep that just in case you need it for a challenge. The boss, and it wasn't just that play. That play was atrocious. But all year, the spots have been terrible. They're spotting people off by whole yards. Sometimes even a yard and a half to two yards. It's so bad, man. I'm Every game, I'm noticing it at least once where a ball spot is just off by a mile. And it's, and it's literally changing the outcomes of games. 
This one was very noticeable. But there's other games where it goes unnoticed because it wasn't as big of a moment. But it's literally changing outcomes of games. It's a big problem. They've got to get it fixed. It's really, really they bad. They even had one of those in the Eagles-Dolphin game. Did you watch that game? Which player are you talking about? Uh, the very, fir- the very first uh, tush push that they had. You, where they, you thought they I'm didn't get sure. one? I thought, I thought they easily got every one of them. You didn't think they got one of the tush push? You didn't think they if it could be, I'm pretty sure it was one of the tush pushes that they got. I thought the I thought the Eagles easily got every single first down when they did that, but maybe I'm missing one. I don't know. But was I, it that or was it? Wait, was it the tush push or was it? I think I think it was one, happened, one. It was one. It may have been. It was one where he was rolling. Like yeah. where he was rolling was, with it, and his it was, elbow went down first, and I they think called it was an AJ Brown play. AJ Brown, it was a pass play. Where yeah, he where looked he like he was going to get first down, but and then yeah. the next play, they did a push push anyway and got it. Yeah, but yeah, he definitely should have been given that first down. That's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Though, yeah. That's the exact kind of play I'm talking about. They've been doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. every game, and it's yeah. it's really really bad. They've got to, and I understand you're not going to get every spot right. You're going to miss some. It's a tough call sometimes. But it's been it's too consistent. It's been too consistently bad this year. They've got to fix it. Yeah. It's and, and other years I've not noticed it like this. I've never noticed it be to, to be this bad before. This is the worst I've ever seen. It's atrocious. It's got to be fixed. And like and like I said, like not not to not to pound on, but like obviously you have a level you have a level of the human element when it comes to officiating. Right. But this is one of those things where you have to make the call. Yeah, ball spot's like, not it's, a hard it's call. Not, that's exactly my yeah. point. Like, the human element, in my opinion, doesn't even play in this because, I mean, you as an official, you know, you're right on the line, bro. Yeah. Now, like, sometimes, sometimes they're 10 yards behind the play and they're catching up to it, but usually because of the hash marks, you still know. You mm-hmm. could, I understand you missing by a half yard. I get that, but... And I'm and I'm talking about twenty yards downfield. I'm yeah. talking if you miss yeah. by a half yard when the play goes twenty yards, I get it. That's not a big deal. But whenever the whenever they need five yards to get a first down, and it's right on the first down you're line, and you're missing it, that. how are you missing yeah. that call, man? Like you you should not ever miss that. The only time I'm ever okay with somebody missing that call is if for some reason like an elbow touch that didn't look obvious at the time or a knee scrape that people didn't think like that's reasonable but i'm not even talking about those kind of plays i'm talking about regular tackles where people are going down in really regular ways mm. or even people rolling over people and they're not down yet they should know they're not down yet you shouldn't be calling somebody down if you didn't see their knee touch the ground why are you calling them down like you the rolling over a body has been a very common thing now for several years you should be used to that in the past couple years it didn't look like they were missing those, but now they are. It's it's a big problem. But I'll end it there so we can hopefully keep this. We're not going to keep this under two hours today. Really quick, though, I've got to point out, and I can't remember. I can see the play, but I can't remember which game it was. I'm pretty sure that it was in. I'm pretty sure that it was in the four o'clock slated games. But did you see the goal line play where it was? It was a little inside zone run play. But where he literally, like, he didn't cartwheel. What, you, what game he But, bro, I can't remember what the game was. I'm hoping you saw it so you can help me out. Okay. But where dude, like, literally cartwheeled. Like, he kept, how he kept from, like, hitting a knee on the ground, it is amazing to me. Because he starts falling, and he legit, he puts his hand on the ground, and legitimately goes, like, wheelbarrow, honestly, into the end zone. I can't remember which game that it was. Off the top of my head. 
but it was an amazing play. Like yeah, it I was, fa- it was absolutely fantastic. There were several goal line plays similar to that this week, and I, if you told me one of the teams, I'm sure I would. I can't, it, I can't remember. I'm hoping that you would know it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I remember it, but I remember the commentator specifically talking about how crazy the drive was, and he said that's the perfect ending for the drive. Wait, there was a lot of weird plays at the goal line this week. Did you hear Drake London on the Falcons where he got catapulted? Yes, bro. That is that okay? crazy. I, I actually want to talk. I actually want to get your opinion as an official okay, on this. Okay, go ahead. Because the view that I saw of it, the steal, like literally his fingertips are on the ball. When yes. it's touching the pylon, is that a catch? Because technically, it's, yes, no, the ball you don't is, have possession of it. Or is that is that is that technically it's is not, that it's not possession? No. Okay. So what? So I didn't think. Just in case somebody but, didn't see the play, I'll, I'll I'll explain it. Drake London's going down the sideline and kind of does a jump dive thing to the pylon, and he gets his legs taken out, and he does like a somersault, and he's basically upside down. When he's upside down, he's trying to reach the ball for the goal line, reaching out as far as he can. Uh, and I think it was with his left hand, actually. He's on the right sideline. He's reaching out with his left hand. His right fingertips are coming down, and it's hard to tell from the camera whether his fingertip actually touches the sideline or not. I think it probably didn't, but it was hard to tell. Um, And with his left hand, he's reaching out with the ball, and the ball actually looks like it touches the goal line. It breaks the plane, but it looks like the ball actually came out of his possession before the tip of the ball touched, broke the plane. So it's a very complicated play. So when, they, when they went to review it, I what I think actually happened, I think, uh, by the way, live play, they called him short of the end zone. They said that he was down at the half-yard line. Okay, that was what they called on the field. Um, Actually, yeah, that's what they called on the field. And then the Buccaneers challenged because the Buccaneers thought he fumbled the ball and the ball crossed the pot pylon, which means it would be a touchback and be Buccaneers' ball. So, when they went to review it, what I think it was, I think, I think he fumbled it. As he's reaching, he was trying to extend the ball so far that he actually was releasing it a little bit as he was getting to the goal line. I think he released it before the ball crossed the plane, and then it bounced over the pylon. So, I personally think it should have been called a touchback. But what they ended up saying when they came out of review is play stands. And the reason why they said play stands is because they said that his fingertip grazed the sideline and said he was out of balance before he lost possession or before he scored a touchdown either way. I think that was an easy cop-out for the officials. I think that was the easiest way out of the play. Because <laughs> I, I understand you could say that's not indisputable evidence, but I don't think his fingertip touched out of bounds. Ben, how did you feel about so- that play? Because Ben Ben was watching it closely too. I I personally think it was a touchback, but I understand why they said play stance. I get it because it, I don't know if it was indisputable. But yeah, I, it, mean, was, it wasn't a touchdown. I know for a fact it they wasn't said stands and not confirmed. Yeah, so they, they, they weren't. They weren't it either. definitely wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, you. I think stands is definitely the safe call <laughs> on that. Um, of the possibilities, I think. Touchback is probably the most likely. That's what it looked like to me. Um, saying his hand hit out of bounds was almost impossible to tell. He was wearing yeah. white, pure white gloves on a white sideline. Yeah. So it was really hard to tell if his hand skimmed or not. 
As far as the touchdown, I'm still not as like adamantly that he didn't get it as you because like he hit the ground at like the one yard line, which is like where the ball came out at, and then it rolled across the end zone and went out of the back. Well, I think I I think it was definitely not a touchdown, not because he didn't reach the end zone, but because he had lost possession before the ball reached the end zone. He already let go of the ball. The viewpoint that I saw is it looked like the ball was touching the pylon. And that's he, what he, he I was going to ask yeah. you is like in that situation, it the ball's on his fingertips. Yeah, he was if touching it's it. touching the pylon, you can't obviously say it's possession. So there's kind of a fine line there. But if his hand is on the ball, can you get away with signaling that touchdown? Since he does have the ball in his hand, by by rule, no. Just because your fingertips are touching the ball doesn't mean you have. Because you don't have possession. What I think, because he's swinging his hand down, he's he's moving down. So I think whenever he was fully extending, getting really close, I think he released the ball to let it go a couple inches further. And he's still he's pushing the ball down. Mm-hmm. He's still got his fingertips on it, and he's pushing, but he doesn't actually have possession anymore. He's pushing the ball at that point, but he does not possess it, in my opinion. Okay. So. I mean, it was a really, really, really hard call, and they said play stands. So I'm not gonna have a, I'm not gonna have a problem with that. Like that's fine. It was a very close, very weird play. It was a, incredibly weird. Now, like you mentioned, the other goal line play with with the quarterback earlier, Desmond Ritter. That 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 game had multiple weird plays at the goal line. That was just chaos, that wasn't the same game. chaos at the goal line. It was wild. That wasn't and, the same game. You're saying like last week. No, that was the same game. Drake London did the pylon thing this week. Desmond Ritter fumbled the ball to a touchback this week. That was the same game, man. For some reason, I thought we were talking about George Pickens this week. No, 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 I'm talking Drake London. (laughs) It was Drake London, man. My mind is gone. This is almost a two-hour podcast, and we haven't even talked about Monday Night Football yet. Oh, my gosh, we haven't, have we? Holy cow. And we got to do our NBA bets, too. So we'll we'll make all that really quick. So we'll have to do go Jane because ah. that's at the game start next. Can we do that? Yeah, they start the Lakers Nuggets play tomorrow. Yeah, we got to do it tonight. That's not an important game. So anyway, it's very important. You douchebag. What we could we could do is just we could make the bets tonight and we can just talk about them on Wednesday. Let's just do that. That's what man. we'll do we'll because like, we don't tonight. know how long Monday Night Football is going to take and the ACLS. Yeah, well. that's what we'll, the ALCS. Yeah. Well, so we'll make the bets tonight and we'll talk about it on Wednesday. So that's Let's what we'll do. That. All right, we will pause it. We'll be right back, guys. All right, we are back. The Vikings. What? The, actually, I don't know the final score. What was the final score? Twenty-two seventeen. Twenty-two seven. Vikings beat the 49ers forty-two to seventeen. Twenty-two to seventeen. So, what did I say? Forty-two. Yes. <laughs> no, they did not. They did not score forty-two points. Twenty-two to seventeen. The 49ers had a chance on the last drive to go win the game. Had a little bit of momentum going, um, and and Brock Purdy had a throw that was was not a good throw. Uh, linebacker, he must have just forgot was there and just didn't see him. It just wasn't good. His other interception wasn't good before that one either. Which interception? It basically looked like the same. It was the one to Juwan Jennings. Oh, just, I think that one was miscommunication with Juwan Jennings. He thought Juwan was bro, coming straight out of that break. Even if he came straight out of that break, it was. Though. I think you don't you, as an NFL quarterback, you don't lead a receiver that much yeah, into an interception. You're right. You're right. That was miscommunication. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that it wasn't miscommunication. I think it was as well. But like, even if it wasn't miscommunication, he missed the throw. Like it was that far off. I don't know because because Jawan took a full step to the left before he ever broke right, and I think 
Brock just assumed he was going straight right. He wasn't going a whole step to the left first. But regardless, I think you're right, Ben. Even if he hadn't taken a step to the left, he probably wouldn't have caught the pass, but I think he would have been able to get there in time to get a piece of the ball. Yeah, it yeah. might not have been intercepted. I fucking hate Jose Altuve. Not really. <laughs> we've we've still got the other the baseball game on, uh, which seems to be over with because the entering the bottom of the ninth, the uh, Rangers were winning eleven to three, and of course to lead off the bottom of the ninth, Jose Altuve hits a home run because that's just what Jose Altuve is going to do. Uh, but the Astros are still going to lose. So Wonder how many like electrical shocks on his nipples he had to show him what, what? pitch that was. Ben, you don't even realize what he's talking about. I I know what he's talking okay. about. The Houston Astros cheating with the stealing signs. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, back to Brock Party. Eh, not not the best game in the world. Uh, the whole Forty ers kind of lackluster there. They, they, who was the player that should have had the interception? They gave it to Jordan Addison for that touchdown right before halftime because that was this is their start corner, bro. What is, what's his name? Heinz Ward. No, what, Ben? Did you just say Heinz Ward? Heinz Ward. Do you know who Heinz Ward is? No. Heinz Ward. Tredavious Ward. Tredavious Ward. Yes. Heinz Ward was a receiver that played for the Steelers and retired whenever I was like 11 years old. It was Tredavious Ward, Ward, bro. bro. I remember him. I got the last name right. I knew it was Ward. And the Heinz was the first name. (laughs) Tredavious Ward. Holy cow. Okay. Well, anyway. yeah. Or Tredavious. One of those two. However you say his name, it's Ward. It was Ward. I think it's Tredarius. I think it's Tredarius. Tredavious, Tredarius, Charizard. I don't think. But anyway, that play changed the game, by the way. That was right before halftime. That was absolute game-changing. What a play by Jordan Addison, but what a... Bad play by Tredavious Ward. I think it's Tredavious. We'll just going to say Ward. Ward. What a bad y'all, play. Y'all know who we're talking about. So, anyway. Yeah, it is. Also. Hey, Jordan Addison bolted out, though. My country accent comes out when I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> who cares, Ben? If, if they listen this far, they know that already. The listeners care. Yeah. That's true. So, anyway. Uh, Jordan Addison bowled out. Heck of a game. He looks fantastic. Um... The fact that they have him and Justin Jefferson is kind of unfair. The running back that was on the Vikings that looked really good, yeah, what's his better name? than Alexander Madison, I didn't even think about it. It's Cam Akers. I forgot. 31? Yes. That was Cam Akers? Yeah. Oh, he's straight up better than Alexander Madison. You could yeah. tell. I didn't even know. We didn't even know it was Cam Akers. We just, looking at the screen, number 31, that dude's good. And, of yeah. course, it's Cam Akers. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. I thought... I, I didn't even process in my mind, oh, yeah, they traded for Cam Akers, yep. who's a running back, who he could wear any number he wants to. We just saw number 31, and yep. was like, that guy's better than Alexander Madison. 100%. And it's Cam Akers. He should be the starting running back going forward. He might, he might have been that game. Who cares? It's over, Tanner. Alexander Madison, the experiment hasn't worked. So, anyway, Cam, Cam Akers is better. That's That was very clear today. Yeah. And I think he made a difference. Like, I, I think he makes a difference on that offense. I really do. Blo- blocking and running. He looked good blocking, too. Justin Jefferson's overrated. Yeah, he might be a little bit. I don't know. He's still really good. He is really good. 
I mean, I didn't know that. Did you just say Justin Jefferson's overrated? I mean, Jordan Addison just balled I, out. Bro. I think Justin Jefferson can be overrated and also be elite at the same time. I, I think, agree. I think both of those I can agree. be true. Because Jamar Chase is the best receiver yes. in the league. I, I think Jamar Chase is better as well. But but Justin Jefferson is still really, really good. Really good. Fight me on it. Say Kevin Byers the best receiver in the league. <laughs> it's not even the same position. <laughs> My goodness. We both know Terry... Terry McLaurin is the best receiver. Uh, I mean, he's he's top ten. Maybe, he's been going crazy. Maybe this top year. five. Though Traylon Burks is the best receiver okay, in the league. That's he's the best IR receiver on the league. If he can play <laughs> what more than four games a year, I might put him in the conversation. The Titans traded AJ Brown for Traylon Burks just so that they could have the most injured roster again the next season. Dude. They were like, he's got to help us look. They're on like the way. The Traylon awesome. Burks would be on the all-disabled team. <laughs> oh, gosh, bro. <laughs> All-IR team. Yes. Uh, we'll transition to the ALCS now. Rangers kind of controlled this game start to finish. They jumped out quickly with any, I'm going to try this name, Adolis Garcia home run. Whoa. Pretty early. Chris Olave was arrested for reckless Operation of a motor vehicle tonight. He was traveling 35 mile per hour over the posted speed limit. He did not resist and was okay. Never mind. He was just going 35 over, which is still stupid. Yeah, he's but nothing happened. He didn't crash. No one died. Yeah, I thought that notification was going to be. And he said he did not resist. He did not resist arrest, and he was just taking it. Sorry, I just saw Chris Olave got arrested for motor (laughs) vehicle recklessness, and I was like, what? But it wasn't. He's fine. He'll be playing this week. He's He'll get a huge fine and a slap on the wrist. To be yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be, yeah. No pun intended. Um, all right, back to baseball. Before I was so rudely interrupted by breaking I news. I thought it was worth it. By not even breaking news, just news. I mean, it was it was break. <laughs> it, it was like, tell me when breaking news. <laughs> all right, back to baseball. Uh, Adolis Garcia jumped, uh, started the... I don't even know if he started the scoring, but he... He hit a home run early in the game. By the time we turned the game on, the the Rangers were already winning four to two. Is that right? I think it was four, four to two. two. And that was the that was the okay, they the, put up four that was the bottom of the third eight. inning. Yeah, there they put up four runs in the fourth. Yes, and in the fourth inning, they really extended the lead. Our boy Evan Carter came up to bat with bases loaded, got a clutch double. Let's go. That's right down the line. We go. We were hoping for a grand slam, but hey, a two-run double. And then it. he scored from second the very next at bat, so yeah. it might as well have been a grand slam. Same yeah, thing. He scored in the next. Yeah. Sure. You, you know. hate baseball. Yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> I like Evan Carter. That's. But uh, I do hate. Baseball. By the way, this is the Rangers' twelfth game this postseason. Number twelve. Evan Carter has gotten on base in all twelve games. His first 12 games, postseason games of his career, he has gotten on base in all 12. That is insane. I don't know what the record is, but he's got to be getting close. I know you don't watch baseball, Ben. That's very impressive. That's, That's hard. Yeah. He's I, also the second youngest player to ever bat third in the game seven of it. I want to know who the youngest is. Did it uh, say that? It did. I'm going to find it really quick. Okay. I'll find it for the viewers. It probably is a really big name, I would assume. Nobody's if, if they were batting third at that I young. think it – I don't know if it was. I don't think you're going to find it, it on Instagram. It was so long ago. Oh, was it? Okay, never mind then. Yeah, it probably, I found it, it on one of my friend's posts, actually, on his story. So, yes, I will find it on here. 
Okay. So it probably was like... At 21 years and 55 days old, Evan Carter's the second youngest player to start batting third in a Game oh, 7 yeah. older than <laughs> only 1952 Mickey Mantle. Actually, Mickey Mantle yeah. is a big Let's guy. go! I, I do know who Mickey Mantle is. That's a really big name. Okay, I just saw 1952, and I was like, there's no way that dude is good. And then I was like, okay, I do know who Mickey Mantle is. <laughs> yeah, being in the same right. sentence as Mickey Mantle is a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, way to go, I didn't know Mickey Mantle was that old. Yeah, Mickey, it's, baseball goes back a long way, Ben. I don't care that much. Time. I, know Babe, who, I know who Babe Ruth Babe is. Babe Ruth is even older than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, way to go, Evan. Way to go, Rangers. Way to knock the Astros out. Uh, well, they need one more out. Until they yeah, they need one more. It's 11-4 to four in the bottom of the night. I think they've got it. This game's over. I think they've got they it. They have runners on first and second. This game is over like this podcast is. Yes. It would just it just needs to clean Two hours and six minutes. Oh, yeah. Our first ever two-hour episode. Uh, is it our first ever? It's hours? our first to go over two hours. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, our last one was like an hour and fifty-eight. Yeah, it was an hour and fifty-eight. Yes. What is everyone? Yeah. Sorry, we had to spend fifty minutes talking hey. about Kevin Byard. Would you stop bringing it up? It was. It was worth it. It was fine. So he went. He went. Let's Tanner, go. The rest of the podcast cannot see this. Stop talking about it. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll we'll let them know when it's officially over, but we don't have to commentate every pitch. It's okay? over. So anyway, uh, tomorrow is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow the Phillies and Diamondbacks will play Game Seven, and it's at Philly. So that'll determine who the Rangers are going to play. First game of the. Do Wolves. you know who's going to be hosting? Who's, and who's that's the, the game. The Ball Rangers. Game. Rangers just won. And this guy acted like the game was, was close. Oh man! Anyway, um, do you know who will be hosting? Let's say let's say Philadelphia wins tomorrow. Who who's uh, the, who the higher? Who would be who? Who Philly be? wins? Um, I think, I think Arizona, not Arizona. I think the Rangers would be hosting because they um, were, they both came out of the wild card, right? The Rangers came out of the wild card and the Phil and the Phillies. I case. think Phillies would be hosting because I don't. I sure. think Phillies won 90, let's see, 91, 92, I think. Because I know they went, the Rangers yeah. went 90 and 72. Oh, okay, gotcha. So Rangers went 90 Rangers and 72. Went 90, 72. What did the Phillies go? It, it is based on who had the most wins, right? Based on most okay. wins. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So, oh, you can see it right here. Oh, wait, no, you can't. Never mind. Lying. I love seeing disappointed Astros. <laughs> they went 90 and 72. They both went 90 and 72. You gotta be kidding me, Dead bro. Coming. I don't bro, know. I, okay, I don't know who's gonna means And that means it'd be head-to-head. -head. It'd, it'd be tiebreaker based on head-to-heads, but whenever they played each other at some point this year. So, well, it would have to it would come down to that. So, who knows? Anyway, we'll guess we'll figure it out later. It'll be oh, do That's it. crazy. I, as cool as a story as it would be for the Diamondbacks to get there, I hope it's the Philadelphia Phillies because that would be a really fun World Series. That would be an absolute blast. That would, that would be really fun. Um, but anyway, looking forward to it. Whatever, even if it's the Diamondbacks, I'll be looking forward to it. It's going to be fun either way. So can you – okay, let's just – Also, shout out Brett. I feel really bad for him. So like – um, I grew up, one of my best friends growing up, his brother is a relief pitcher for the Rangers, and he's been on, 
he had uh, surgery this past offseason. And, yeah, he is currently not even with the Rangers. He's um, in Phoenix at their spring training facility doing rehab. I feel really, not rehab, uh, well, he's rehabbing his shoulder. I feel really, really bad for him because he hasn't been with the Rangers all season. So, like, that's just wanted dang. to give a shout-out. Yeah, you know, that's that That really, really sucks, man. Like, yeah. really sucks. A ring's a ring, though, either way. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll, hopefully, they'll get it, so. Yeah, man. I'm I'm looking forward to next week. I think it's oh, yeah. I think it's gonna be a blast. Game one of the World Series is on Friday, so. All right, with that, the Rangers well, would get home field advantage in the World Series after having been the road team in the Wild Card Series. So it has nothing to do wait, with wait, the wait. regular season. They were the road team, so why does that? So, why would they get? <clears throat> this says, um. The Phillies also won exactly 90 games themselves in the regular season and grabbed home field advantage in the NLCS again, and the Rangers don't have it in the ALCS. So many fans might believe this means the Phillies would keep home field advantage in a potential World Series matchup. This is not true. In fact, the Rangers would get home field advantage in the World Series after having been the road team in the wild card series. Uh, basically, just a way to even it out, I guess. I guess. So that is very interesting. So That's crazy. I think it should be based on regular season. I, I would base it on the top. If they play each other? Every team plays each other in MLB, even if it's one series. Uh, if, it's, if it's AL and NL, they usually play each other in one series. Which means that there should they should be able to have a tie break. Well, actually, that may not be true. They may they may have played four games because I know the Red Sox and Braves played each other a total of four games this year. So that may not have worked either. Either way, it'll be fun. It should be should be very interesting and entertaining. So I'm gonna try to. I I don't know if I've ever watched every game of a World Series before, but I'm gonna try to watch every game of this one. I, I think it's gonna be. That well, you're fun. gonna miss the first game because you're gonna be. You can come back and catch the end of it. Yeah, be all right. And I can even record it if I need to. But all right, with that, we're going to wrap it up. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.